Welcome to Volume 2 of the annual Shocktober series. On tonight's episode, we cover everything we've watched from October 7th to the 13th. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly. To my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It got on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster. Welcome everyone to our uh, second episode in our Shocktober series. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And uh, joining us once again is our very special guest. <laughs> my name is Adam Bentley. I was trying to I've come been up forced to be here. <laughs> you start like tapping Morris code out of the microphone, saying "Help me" and shit. You seen misery? Yeah. That, We're just uh, your biggest fan, is all. That's all. <laughs> he came to us. Uh, you know, his, his car broke down. He had that injured leg. We tied him up. You know, nothing uh, strange, nothing out of the ordinary here. But we convinced him to uh, to talk some films with us because he's been stuck in this basement doing nothing but. But yeah, no, we are. I um, wish <laughs> that actually would be kind of awesome, I would, right? I would, yeah, <laughs> I'd have a chance of beating you guys. But yeah, no, the plan is for him to join us every episode this year because he is competing. He is no longer the He's uh, in the fight, aren't you? The stranger outside watching. He is now in the mix with us. But uh, yeah, we're just. I guess we'll just jump into it. Is there anything you guys want to talk about, or should we just? Um, I really didn't do it. I guess we talked about Thanksgiving, but that's really not. Yeah, that that's not Halloween, yeah. unless like you hack someone up on Thanksgiving maybe hack the turkey what was that movie about like uh, when grandma Thanksgiving day that like Eli Roth did the trailer oh, for oh thanks, thanks killing was it maybe there's also the uh, the classic blood rage which I recommend yeah, everyone watch the 80s out. slasher classic it's pretty zany but um, that ain't cranberry sauce <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no I, I did not watch that Thanksgiving I don't sounds like did any of you guys watch any Thanksgiving horror. Is there any Thanksgiving no. horrors? Like, well, again, just a blood rage. It's got to be like a troll movie, like a turkey oh, geist or something. Oh, no, there's like that, Thanks Killing the one. Is that the trilogy? There's like a trilogy of yeah. films, and it's like a killer turkey or something. But, anyways, <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound like any of us watched anything. So, let's just get into uh, On the 7th, which was our Thanksgiving. Let's just talk about what horror films we watched. The 7th uh, would be the Sunday, right? Yeah. Well, Monday, that's Monday, Thanksgiving. No one, do you, do you, no one celebrates. Uh, it's Sunday, Monday, right? Yeah, all right, all right. I'm just letting you know, like, it's clearly Thanksgiving is on the Monday. <laughs> you've made a mistake, and you're uh, not uh, accepting the fact that you made a mistake. No, but I thought I thought it was a thing that... <laughs> Kyle, stop fighting in front of our guest. <laughs> you're thinking it's like Easter, where it's both Sunday and Monday? No, I just thought, it, I thought everyone ate on Sunday. Does anyone actually eat on Monday? I did Saturday, Sunday, Monday, so... Okay. You did three. You're embarrassing me in front of our guest. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I, I just thought uh, everyone ate dinner on Sunday. Uh, fuck you guys if you didn't. Uh, but anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to be polarizing on this, but uh, um, there are two kinds of people in this world. <laughs> so on Kyle's recommendation, I actually picked up Goosebumps and I watched it because I'm excited about it. There's a movie coming out in theaters called you Goosebumps never. Is too. this the first time you've seen it? I watched it probably a uh, Two when it first came out, but I fell asleep halfway through. I'm like, all right. See. This was geese porn, right? Yeah, it's pretty much like goosebumps about like uh, turkey, uh, <laughs> turkey flesh, killer turkeys. <laughs> so when I was watching this, I thought Jack Black was well. When I first watched, I'm like, oh, Jack Black's good, but everything else just seems kind of uh, too zany. But I actually watched it. I immersed myself in this world, and it actually is awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, and it's such a nostalgic kick, too, because I was a kid who read these books. You actually see like all the uh, monsters that you really dug come to school, and they made references like, ah, you think that's great? What about what about Monster Blood? I think that kind of stunk. And they kind of like 
throw out these jabs. Does Lefty still throw with his right hand? I think so. I think you're talking about like Matt Christopher, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, this is, it's pretty much a cabin in the woods for children. And, and the fact that it's like, you get all oh, the, mon- like there's a scene when through. they're in the school and all the monsters are outside and there's, there's like the a giant yeti. praying mantis. It's amazing. Yeah. The, the abominable like snowman. that are like killing, like are dogs that are like kind of making people kill people. The invisible kid in, yeah. is in there. Uh, got like Slappy the dummy. Yeah. There's vampires. I think werewolves. It's just like mummies. Yeah, killer gnomes. It's awesome, man. It's, like, yeah. I had a blast with this movie. It is such a uh, fun adventure to go on. And yeah, it's got, like you said, it's kind of got a witty script. Like, mm-hmm. I've been kind of watching some of the episodes from the, the Goosebumps TV show. And I remember even then, like, when that came out and I was a lot younger, I was like, this is pretty terrible. Like, what yeah. did they do to the books? Uh, so yeah, the, I, I remember being kind of afraid it was going to be like that. And then when the trailers came out and the bad CGI. But no, like, I, I think it's actually a pretty yeah. fun, witty script. Like, CGI it, doesn't really uh, affect that much. No, like, it doesn't. Don't really... I mean, it's not great, but it doesn't, yeah, like you said, doesn't take you out of it. But um, yeah, it's it's a nice surprise. It's one of those films you don't have to have kids or like... Yeah, you can you enjoy know, it as an it's, adult. It's beyond a family film, There I think. was one great line where the kid's like, well, I guess you're not... Our, like, I guess Jack Black plays Arl Stein. He's like, I'm not Arl Stein, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, I guess uh, Arl Stein kind of stuck like Stephen King. King definitely was very like, and he actually just screeches the card like, I outsold Stephen King by like this one thousand. Like they actually kind of like yeah. bust his balls a bit. Which well, they, was they, cool. they Stein. I mean, you got to give him credit for allowing yeah. them. Like they make him this. Yeah, <laughs> he's a bit of a Office. cocky, arrogant prick in the in the movie, and Jack Black plays that character You're very well, so. well. And he makes an appearance too. Actually, did you notice that? Uh, he's a janitor. Okay, yeah, yeah. I okay, thought it was cool. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I, I got to give it seven and a half. I really done nice. this movie. It was a fun movie to yeah, watch. Yeah, I, I think that's. I'm and like, you could watch it with kids. You could watch it with your wife. It was. Uh, it wasn't a gory, scary movie. No, exactly. It is. You can watch ride. it with. You know, if you have kids, you can definitely watch it that way. But it is one of those films that you can watch outside of, outside of that. Yeah, I was supposed to go see the new movie this week, and I don't know if it's going to happen. It may be a next weekend thing, mm-hmm. but I will, uh, be taking our, our son to go see it for sure. Awesome. Whether uh, he likes to see it or not. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't like Goosebumps. Like, Shut up, son. <laughs> no, I watched uh, probably my favorite film I've watched this month, a real highlight for me this month. Uh, total surprise for me. Uh, Messiah of Evil from 1973. Was totally blown away by this film. Uh, it opens up. It's this um, woman is trying to look for her missing father. She goes to like this remote coastal town there. Awesome. And um, she gets to his house. It's abandoned. But she does find he wrote a diary, and as the movie goes along, she's reading the diary. I mean, I guess it might have helped if she just read it all the first day, well, but uh, then we wouldn't have a who movie. Who that kind of time? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's very, very cool, very nightmarish, uh, very atmospheric. Um, it, it is a slow burn film, but um, there are some really cool set pieces. Uh, there's some colors in there that, you know, not on the level of Argento or anything, but some really cool cinematography. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she gets there and then she ends up uh, getting led to this hotel. And there's like this kind of, um, I don't know what he would say. I think on uh, that I read, he was kind of, he's kind of like this hippie aristocrat, or, I guess is what they described him on uh, IMDb or Wikipedia. And he has these two groupie women. But he's this really weird... goopy women? Groupies. No. <laughs> oh, they're so goopy, yeah, yeah, these yeah. women. <laughs> you, know, you know these are coastal town broads. <laughs> no, they actually, all the women in this movie were very attractive. But uh, anyways, she's led to this hotel, and he's interviewing this homeless guy, and he's talking about how this blood moon and this stranger in town, and how, and you know, in the diary it's going on, how the, t- the town, there's like this dark presence throughout. Uh, and then, you know, she runs into him in the alley, and he explains, like, if you see your father... 
burn him with fire. Is this a, a Lovecraft story? It has definitely has Lovecraftian elements, but I don't mm. think it is. Okay. But anyways, I, I don't want to spoil too much. But anyways, that man, the homeless guy is killed. These people have to leave uh, the hotel, and they end up in her place, and they're going to help her investigate uh, what is going on in this town. Which again, I won't spoil. And but I, there is a couple. There's some set pieces that are amazing. There's like a chase through like an old grocery store at nighttime that's very very well done. Uh, and the highlight for me is this amazing scene where this woman's watching uh, this movie in the theater in the middle of the night and there's like a couple people in, and as you see the camera you don't she doesn't see what's going on behind her but you see the camera is in front of her and we just see people as the movie's playing slowly come and join oh, the theater and sit behind awesome. her all these weird looking people and by the end the theater is full of these that's townspeople cool. that are you know if, if again it kind of reminded me too of Dead and Buried that yeah. movie where the, the whole town's in on it but um, it's fantastic I totally love this movie I'm going to give it eight and a half pumpkins oh, that good, eh? out wow. of ten um, yeah this is this was a huge surprise for me and it's a film I'm going to watch many many times going forward I mean I, I don't want to overhype it too much but it is it was fantastic um, yeah everything that I look for in a film I'll have That's to awesome. check yeah. um, put this on my list yeah I, I would recommend it I I think it's public domain or it was at one time so you can find shitty it's, you can probably find shitty copies on YouTube actually then you might even be able to find a DVD rip on YouTube I I, I picked up the limited Blu-ray uh, release I, as you red. do is it a good yeah. transfer the Blu-ray is, is good yeah it's, it's pretty pretty good I know the guy that runs Code Red said in an interview on some other podcasts has listened to that he'd found like a better like a, a better film transfer or something so he may be eventually releasing a 4K uh, transfer but um, yeah the, the Blu-ray looks great and even the DVD I think uh, that you can find on YouTube still looks pretty good I mean I wouldn't watch it in some shitty VHS quality but yeah. at least try to find the DVD rip but um, yeah fantastic film Awesome. So I watched a, a sequel to a movie I really enjoyed last year called uh, uh, Hell House LLC Part 2. So it's pretty much a follow-up to that. Like uh, After the events of like uh, Hell House LLC, this, I guess, documentary news crew figures out, like, how do we get to the bottom of this? So there's a mystery of like what happened in this house, and people keep disappearing. I enjoyed it. It's a found footage movie, but it worked amazingly. And there's so many great, creepy scares of these people like doing a documentary and getting shit happening. And... uh there is trying to figure out why the guy actually bought the house. And there was a mystery behind it as well. It was like a bunch of cool jump scares. And what's great about going into this abandoned house, it was originally a um, Halloween haunt. So as you're going through the house with these guys, nice. there's a bunch of like Halloween decorations and a great atmosphere in it. Yeah, this is a franchise I've heard nothing but good things about. I it's really just, enjoy You can only find movies. it really on Shutter. Like, yeah. it, it's never got a disc release. Any of the films have haven't had a disc release. They're only like available for streaming, which I hate that nonsense. But, yeah, uh, hey. <laughs> You got to um, pony up and send that money, yeah, man. Yeah. Welcome to the, the future. Yeah. <laughs> God, like, so, so disappointed about this. Oh, no, but, yeah. When it gets to that, I'll just be downloading illegally. I'm going to go that way. Yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, I got to give some seven and a half out of ten pumpkins. It's a fun ride, man. Wow, How does another it compare to the one. first film? Uh, it's pretty much on par. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Maybe the first one's a bit better, but like, it's not really much of a steep drop off. I, I still don't have anything. You haven't changed, eh? Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, okay. I watched uh, one more I'll talk about then. Uh, Maddie talked about this last week, so I won't go too much into it, but The Night Stalker from 1972. Awesome. This is the, the classic TV film produced by Dan Curtis, written by R- Richard Matheson. Those two together, man, they've released so many. Oh, it's crazy, right? So many amazing TV films that are up there with the. Curtis know, and Matheson. That's all I talk about. <laughs> up Did there you with write some a song of the best. about that? Yeah. Forever. Curtis and Math- Matheson forever. 
But yeah, their, their films are up there with like, you know, as good as any theatrical release film. But uh, this, of course, is many talk about a killer stalking the streets of 1970s uh, Las Vegas. I was actually reading up and it was kind of based on, there was a couple serial killers around that time that this was loosely based on. I mean, they weren't vampires, but I think one of them was in like satanic rituals and stuff. And anyways, Kochak, of course, played perfectly by Darren McGavin, is really the one that steals the show. Yeah. Um, he's he's like charming, Charming right? and witty, but he's also like that cocky and a bit of a mm. smartass. Like he's the kind of guy you, wouldn't, you might not necessarily like, but he's so good that you mm-hmm. love you love when he's like getting into those exchanges with like the, the police mayor. chief and the mayor and all that kind of stuff he's so good and yeah it's just a very like you said atmospheric film and I, I was kind of curious if this was one of the first movies to tackle like a vampire in modern time because before that all usually vampire films were like you in know set in peri- periodic yeah. periodic and uh, set in period times yeah so um, yeah I, I didn't get a chance to look into that but mm. this is it's pretty cool seeing him in like that time. You know, he's, he's robbing cool blood banks about and... like a 1970s uh, uh, Las Vegas as oh, yeah, well. And it's got that jazzy kinda... score and uh, yeah, it, it's just cool. He, and... The police are chasing him. Mm. And he's, the bullets are bouncing off him. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm between, I'm gonna go seven and a half pumpkins out of ten, but it could be even an eight for yeah. me. I'm excited to. I picked up this on Blu-ray. They recently released Blu-ray, so I'm excited to watch, the, watch the second film, hmm. uh, Night Strangler. Next, I was hoping to get through it this week, but it didn't happen. But next, I got This I'll is another one I got to check out. They're awesome. What'd yeah, you give really it, cool. Maddie? Last I think I gave it seven, seven and a half. Yeah, it, it's a slower TV film, but I think again, it's Darren McGavin and uh, yeah, that atmosphere. You, it's, you fall in love with his charm. Which yeah, is, exactly. And, and we mentioned it before. This was a huge inspiration for X Files, yeah. like because it eventually went into a show that only lasted one season. But every it was like every episode he's tackling a different kind of monster. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddie, do you, you watch? No, one that's more, it, that's it for the. Uh, okay, so I guess we were all too busy eating turkey, except for Maddie who ate it the next day. I yeah, I did actually. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to the eighth. I guess this is the official Thanksgiving day. Yeah, it is. Um, you brought up so much. I'm hoping that you watch the Thanksgiving. <laughs> Horror film. I did not actually. <laughs> I watched Z- Zippo. <laughs> that sounds like a clown, doesn't it? <laughs> Zippo the clown. So I'll talk about everything I did. <laughs> wow, <laughs> what a day! <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting killed right now, folks. Okay, uh, so yeah, this is where I get a nice lean on Adam. It seems like this week. Um, I'm going to start off with. I'm not going to talk about it much. I promise. Um, but I did watch a, a children's Halloween show. But I'm just starting out there to count it. Um, Super Monster Save Halloween. It's uh, pretty much a show of these cute little kids that can turn into monsters. And this one, they're trying to bring Halloween cheer to the town and and show a frightened child that Halloween can is be fun. Is fun. Um, I'm not even going to give it a rating, but I'm just throwing out there because I've Whoa, taken no yeah, rating. I've taken that. It's a children's show. How do you rate it? You know, what I mean, it's there to like teach kids shit. But I'm throwing it out there because if it comes down to a tie, I'm I'm using this show to beat you, Manny. <laughs> um, I watched. Um, again, I, I always will check out the Halloween episode of a show to see if that show is for me. Mm-hmm. And I watched the Halloween episode of a show called F is for Family. I really one. enjoyed that one. Uh, the, the episode's called F is for Halloween from 2015. H is for Halloween, isn't it? No, I think it's F is for Halloween, is which it? makes no sense. But um, anyways, yeah, I, I don't know. It didn't really make me want to check out the rest of the show. And as as a Halloween episode, it didn't really deliver. Oh, you didn't dig? I thought that was there's awesome. There's like no like, Halloween to it. What well, did you like? The kids are trick-or-treating. They're like out. Like this. So th- there's, there's three stories. The one is yeah. the dad is denying his wife because it takes place in the 70s, I believe. Yeah. A job promotion. He doesn't want her working. He wants her staying at home and cooking dinner and whatnot. Uh, then the, there's the middle child who he's just trying to study. He's having problems doing his homework. And I think he learns the answer on a, a beer bottle, something about <laughs> one of the presidents. And then... 
the only the only Halloween aspect to it is that uh, the one kid um, he gets threatened by a bully that if you wear your costume trick or treating, I'm going to beat you up, and he still goes out. He goes out and he gets beat up, and then he runs back in. Like that's really the only trick or treating. Uh, yeah, I guess. It's very, very uh, lacking in the Halloween department. I was kind of disappointed about that, especially uh, when they have Halloween in the title. But was there a lot of gore when the kid gets beat up? Like, no, uh, that, do you see brain? No, no, unfortunately. Uh, all over the sidewalk. You fight the curb, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to give it five and a half pumpkins out of ten. Yeah. I don't know. Some of the, the show I was, remember really liking it. The show was kind of had some funny aspects, but it almost seems like one of those shows where like, hey, we're going to throw the F word in every once in a while yeah. and that's supposed to be funny. Like, it didn't seem that witty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I would possibly give the show a chance but uh, as a Halloween episode yeah I'm, not so much they're right? not, uh, not there oh, thanks. Um, I got some more episodes I watch but do one of you guys want to jump in have you seen Scream Queens the show yeah yeah. I tried watching the pilot episode it just was not for me man it seems too uh, um, polished and almost like goofy humor that is I it too like meta like a lot of yeah there's a lot of meta <laughs> so I ended up watching this I hated the pilot okay hated the pilot there are charms about it as it goes on, but yeah, there's a lot I don't like. The one guy who's also in Everybody Wants Some, wants some yeah. he's amazing in it. He's He gets the like right tone, tone of everything else, and I feel like a, half the cast does and half the cast doesn't quite get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma Roberts, I finally gets better, like... As it goes along, as it goes along, I enjoyed uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Jamie Lee Curtis pretty much really gets it too. But I can't tell you to keep watching. I yeah, after the pilot, like I I can't finish this show. So I I tried, but like nah, it's it's... Ryan Murphy, American Horror Story, right? So his stuff for me is always kind of hit or miss. Like there's elements I love about American Horror Story too, but there's a lot I hate about American Horror Story. Um, I'll talk about a show that I feel similar this week oh, um, but oh, oh. I was thinking myself as like a pop culture guy like I know everything about pop culture I figured out. I was watching the pilot like I had no idea who, like I guess uh, Ariana Grande was in it like yeah, I had no idea who that is I guess one of the Jonas Brothers was in it like Hannah pointed this out after the fact I'm like uh, who was that like yeah, he's popular right <laughs> yeah Ariana Grande might be the like in the top five pop stars in the yeah, world right now. I, I had no idea what she looked like because I guess I am no longer relevant. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard mixed things about it, but it, it's a show I've been, it's on my like yeah. to watch list, but I haven't. I got to give it four out of 10 pumpkins. See, I, I yeah. like Emma, Emma Roberts and mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. So I, don't I, I think disappointing. the pilot is, I will also say, the worst episode of the series. Of the series. Okay. I, I'm not going to watch it. Like, right. Should I? I can't, right? Like, Tammy ended up really liking it. Okay. And as it went along, the meta stuff gets better. It was a bit more. And it gets kind of more outlandish, which helps it, because it's just like, this is the stupidest plots, but, like, they really kind of drive home how drive right into it. Yeah. So, it it gets better. I'm not going to recommend the show, but it's not what the pilot is. Okay. So how many pumpkins are you going to give the pilot, Maddie? Four. Four out of ten. So you're not going to go back and at least check out the next episode? I, maybe next I October. find you should always, like, I don't know, unless yeah. you really hated the pilot. I find, like, the pilot of a lot of shows is usually pretty shitty. I like, find the pilot usually hooks me. Really? Yeah. Comedies are often really, really bad. I find comedies, I'll give, like, like sitcoms and stuff like that. It's it takes a while to get yeah, the yeah, rhythm and the, the tempo. But, and like, that's it, but dramas? Isn't that Scream Queens is a comedy more? Of a... It, it, it's 45-minute episodes, so. Okay. Not cool. Interesting. Okay, uh, 
So talking about the Goosebumps TV show, I watched a couple of the uh, the actual episodes that were set on Halloween uh, from 1996, Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. Oh, awesome. I think I always like I think the books were great. I think R.O. Stein's a great mm-hmm. writer. I used to love them as a kid. I have been wanting to go back and read them as an adult. And obviously you, I'm not gonna enjoy them you the could same. You could probably but, kill it in like Yeah. A bus like ride. I, I think he came up with really cool ideas for like every book mm-hmm. had a great story. So going in you you know you're at least getting a decent story. But yeah, these shows are very like very low budget, awful effects, uh, bad acting usually by the kids. So you gotta get past that, but the stories are kinda cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, you know, it's it's a 50-50 there. But in this one, a uh, young girl, uh, I guess she's always getting um, pranked by these two other kids. And uh, she runs into two of her friends, I guess her neighbors that used to live by her. They no longer live in town, but they're down for Halloween. And she's like, oh, can you help me scare these kids that always get me every year? So she's going to do this ultimate prank. Um, while they're out trick-or-treating, uh, they run into these two cloaked creatures that kind of have pumpkin heads. Awesome. And uh, they say, ah, oh, I know a, t- a neighborhood if you guys should come there where th- they give tons of candy because I think they're kind of like, ah, oh, that, yeah, exactly. I think they're kind of like, ah, oh, th- this neighborhood kind of sucks. So they go there and like people are literally at these huge bowls and they're literally dumping and everyone's getting like a whole bowl of candy each- at each house. Like they filled up their bag after like three or four houses and they're like, oh, we're done. And they're like, no, you can't leave. You must trick or treat forever (laughs) and the girl's like but my bag's already full and he grabs a bag and dumps it out now you have an empty bag go (laughs) so yeah that's the story of course Goosebumps is a a fun twist I think actually in this one there's a couple of fun twists at the end so yeah if you can get past like the bad acting the bad CGI whatever um, I get a kick out of these stories I'm going to give this one six pumpkins out of ten awesome uh, or six jack-o'-lanterns out of ten have you Uh, I also watched um, real up in here (laughs) from season Season one, I believe this was the pilot episode. I watched on Netflix, and Netflix the episodes they are all out of order. Like I think this them, one is like they? in season five, which it was the first. It's from 1995. It was the first one. Now this one was a two-parter, uh, so make sure, Maddie, that's two. That's two. Two episodes, you? two 20-minute episodes. Um, the haunted mask. This has uh, always been one of my favorite mm. stories as a kid, uh, where this Carly Beth is like the scaredy cat of the town. Um, she always gets all the. Pretty much everyone knows that you're going to pull a prank, pull it on her because. She's scared of everything. She's pretty much scared of her own shadow. But this year, she's going to find a scary mask and get a revenge. Going to get some. Um, there's this new mask store in town, and she goes in there, and she's like, this is cool, but I want something really scary. And she finds a secret door in the back where the masks are real and alive. And the store owner's like, you can't have them. But she grabs one and runs out, steals it. Um, and anyway, she puts on the mask, and as she wears the mask, she becomes like this monster. Like, she's terrifying. Her voice is changing. And the longer she wears it, it starts like she's becoming more like that. And she becomes a monster. More the monster and more, less herself. More like Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> a monster. Yeah. But uh, there's a cool thing where, you know, she's like, her what friend's trying rev- to get- What a dated reference. <laughs> Smoking. Yeah. I guess we are talking about Goosebumps as well. Like, Yeah, this would have been actually around the yeah. same year, 95. I, I'm going to go get some Orbits and uh, go to Blockbuster and get some, like, uh, popcorn if you guys want anything. I'll be right back. This would have been actually probably more Jumbo Video. Yeah, it's true. Free popcorn. Free popcorn. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so anyways, there's a cool scene where friends trying to get the mask off, and there's, like, no seam, like, the mask is becoming a part of her. I'm not going to spoil what happens, but, of course, um, there's a little twist there. Uh, anyways, I'm going to give it um, six and a half pumpkins out of ten again. Like, I, I think these stories are really cool. Like, what a great idea. You yeah. wear a mask that, you know, you is, is makes you more monstrous, and you can't remove it. Like, it's becoming your face. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of a cool idea. Uh, but, yeah, you got to get past 
the, the awful, awful. Yeah. Like, this is like, this might even be below, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was already oh, really? pretty low budget. Oh, no. It's below Are You Afraid of the Dark, as I recall. I remember liking Are You Afraid yeah. of the Dark as a kid, and then Goosebumps came on, and I loved the books, and I was like, this is yeah. garbage. But that's, a, I, I felt the same way, but I was wondering if it was like, because by the time Goosebumps came out, I was older at the time. Like, I don't know if I was still watching Are You Afraid of the Dark, so I, I don't know. 13. You're kind of still on yeah. that. Yeah. That, Line, but any they're they're coming out with an area for the dark movie, so I'm hoping that's going to be as good as the Goosebumps movie. Uh, And uh, I watched one more uh, episode that day. This one with our son. Um, Have you guys seen this Mickey Mouse show? From I think it was from. Uh, like this one is from season four, 2017, but uh, it is kid friendly, but it's almost like Ren and Stimpy style, the humor and art and, huh. and whatnot. No. no, is it Mickey Mouse? Yeah, it's called. It's just called Mickey Mouse. Anyways, this is from. Is he like like a hip hip now? Like like 1980s Mickey yeah, Mouse? Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Well, they do. They actually do a lot the of Mickey like Mouse Club. <laughs> the art style is kind of like a mix of Ren and Stimpy and like the old black and white style. Okay. But it's yeah, it's 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 kind of. Um, if you're if you're just thinking if you're gonna ignore it because like, ah Mickey Mouse can be mm-hmm. too kitty, this is uh, you might get a kick out of this. But this is from season four called the scariest story ever and Mickey Mouse Halloween spectacular. Uh, they come home from trick or treating and he's gonna scare the uh, I guess there's like Huey Dewey and Louis Louis yeah <laughs> Huey Dewey and Louis who's it he- Huey Lewis and the and the news <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, and and I guess he, he has children in this, or they're his nephews. I don't know who these Mickey Mouse kids are. Anyways, he's telling them uh, ghost stories, and he starts out telling they them. They look an awful lot like <laughs> Donald Duck, which is kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're trying to scare the kids with ghost stories, Donald Duck, him, and Goofy. Uh, he starts out telling like a Frankenstein story, and it's like black and white, but it ends up like... Mickey Mouse is the Frankenstein's monster and it ends up that like he's alive and he starts singing show tunes and stuff <laughs> and they're like like this is not scary this is terrible then he tries telling uh, it's like a take on Bram Stoker's Dracula the movie but with them as the vampire hunters and again they're not afraid of it and then finally he ends up telling a story which is kind of like uh, Hansel and Gretel where the kids end up in this witch's house but instead of just like she tries to cook him the whole house has like all these traps and it kills all the kids oh, and okay. uh, yeah it was and by that they're all frightened of course it was it's it's a fun um fun show i'm gonna give it um i'm gonna give it seven pumpkins out of ten it's hard to judge kids shows yeah but again this is i think this is more geared towards like the fans our age that grew up with mickey mouse and cool like it's fine for kids but it definitely the the humor there's a lot of stuff in there like i don't think kids are gonna get the bram stoker's dracula references and the even the mary you know the old black and white frankincense monster references but yeah it's uh it's a fun show and the art style is kids are stupid (laughs) (laughs) yeah i didn't say it (laughs) but uh i'm not denying it (laughs) but yeah it's uh it was it was fun i mean Uh, grow up already right kids (laughs) Yeah, learn some references so we can yeah. throw this meta humor on you. Exactly. Maddie. Dummies. I watched this terrible movie. I bought it because of the title alone. It was called, Did you get off Dan? <laughs> yeah, I, I, almost. It was called Lesbian Vampire Hunters. And I saw the title like, oh, huh. Yeah, I'd but probably it, buy that. <laughs> it has, um, uh, my wife likes this guy named James Corden. He's always singing in a car. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He, he does the late. Late show he or sucks. whatever. Like, uh, he did a great segment where he yeah. went uh, skydiving with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise convinced him to go skydiving oh, yeah? when Mission Impossible was coming out. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah, you, you just can't go without bringing <laughs> up Tom Cruise, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, you watch like sixty-two movies, but they're all Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have that on my list. I haven't watched it. Yet. My copy's still sealed, embarrassingly. But You're sitting there like drinking wine. Like, how are we going to date with Tom the, Cruise? That's the only one you could watch this month of Tom Cruise. Uh, the Mummy. 
Oh, the, the newest one. The the Why would you want? But you yeah. don't want to do that. So you know, there's the, only one you can the, watch. Yeah. This <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. The movie's fun. It's not good. But anyways, Maddie, <laughs> this movie was terrible. I don't know. I picked it up because like lesbian vampires, and it has James Corden. Like, oh, something me and the wife would watch together. We might get something out of it. Like, <laughs> it's almost like compromise. We were both upset with this movie. There was this curse placed on this town that on a daughter's 18th birthday, she turns into a lesbian vampire, and it's up to this bloodline of this dude to come to town and uh, bait with a virgin of the same bloodline to make this ultimate vampire. It's so stupid, and it almost has, like, it's biting on Shaun of the Dead kind of deal, like they're trying to have that humor go back and forth to English guys on a country holiday, and it just fell flat so now, much as a movie with vet lesbian vampires you'd figure it'd be like so what year was zany this? I guess it was probably 2012 so did he have the show yet no I don't think so he's probably just a comedian in England kind of deal yeah he sucks when you say yeah. you're hoping Hannah would get something out of it were you hoping she'd like invite one of her friends that's over that's what I was thinking like... actually why don't you call up these guys we have some wine <laughs> how about it guys <laughs> put on like this vampire teeth and uh, see what happens <laughs> yeah I got uh, I don't even want Nay, three and a half pumpkins. Wow. Yeah, Ooh. it was it was a hard watch. But the saving grace of this movie is that it was only like an hour and ten. So, <laughs> is there like a lot of beautiful vampire <laughs> babes? Not really. Them? I thought I thought it would be like okay. Well, at least it would be like a romp, like almost like a Russ Myers movie. But like, not so much, man. That's actually a good lead into the film I watched that day, Transylvania Six Five Thousand from nineteen eighty five. Have you guys heard of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stars Jeff Goldblum and Egg Begley Jr. Oh, nice. Who I recognize from? I'm he has a big catalog, but sadly <laughs> I recognize him from Meet the Applegates. I was about to say, do you guys Meet remember that movie? We were talking about it the other day. Meet the Applegates, where it's this family. Family, that they're like insect mantises. creatures, and oh, yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah. killing yeah. all like I, the people. I, I was thinking it was Meet the Deedles. Yeah, yeah, mm. you're Meet the Deedles and the the Dun- Deedles. D- uh, there's there's three of them. Yeah. Meet the Stupids with uh, Tom Arnold. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Meet the Applegates is a film I remember like liking as a kid, and it's it's very obscure film but it, I remember it being kind of creepy oh yeah but it's some, like I don't think it's had a DVD release or anything I don't know what the hold up is it's like this lost film like I don't think you can really find it anywhere but anyways they're playing uh, two tabloid reporters uh, Jeff Goldblum is of course his witty charming self and I guess this video gets sent to them that is possible evidence of Frankenstein's monster. Gina Davis is in that too, isn't she? Yeah. Like a young Gina Davis? Yeah, she plays like a hot, scantily clad vampire yeah. woman. But uh, yeah, they, they get this video of this possible evidence that Frankenstein's monster is real, so they're going to go investigate it. Jeff Goldblum's kind of like the... Um, skeptic? Skeptic, yeah. He thinks, obviously, that it's planted, but the other guy believes it. Um, it's got a whole cast of characters. Jeffrey Jones is in there. Awesome. Carol yeah, King's in there. Gotta get that there. pedophile in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird watching him now. Uh, Carol Kane's in there. Uh, but who steals the show is Michael Richards. He's just playing this weird, like, kind of like his 80s style of humor where he's bumbling and falling down, but also kind of like like this Borat kind of weird accent. Um, Transylvania? And weird humor. But he, yeah, I thought he was hilarious as, like, the butler. Just, like, every time he was on screen, usually I was actually kind of laughing. The most of the rest of the movie, not so much. It's... Horror comedy, especially in the 80s horror comedy, all those parody films, stuff, a lot of them are hard to get through. Yeah. They're just not that funny. And this is more of the same. Like when they get there, there, there's possible evidence that there's a werewolf and a vampire and a mummy and all this stuff. And then at the end, you find out the take of what was actually going on. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was um, it was a sludge to get through. I, I didn't... Um, 
you know, if it's a horror comedy and you're not laughing for 90% of the film, it's it's not yeah, that it's fun. I guess there's a mystery. You're kind of curious what's going on, but it's not even that interesting. So, yeah, really, I mean, watch it for Michael Richards, but That's probably don't it. bother watching it all. And Jeff Goldblum. I always it's, like Jeff Goldblum. Not like... Is that from Transylvania 5000, 65000? I don't know what the fuck that just was, oh, Matty. Yeah, it's like an old timey tune. I remember the song and that being interesting, but... So how many pumpkins? Uh, five pumpkins out of ten. Ooh, really? You. It's again. Okay. It's not. It's got Jeff Goldblum, so it can't be terrible. It's got scantily clad Gina Davis before she had a lot of plastic surgery, and it's got uh, Michael Richards being Michael Richards. Sorry, Michael Richards pre-race, <laughs> not being Michael. <laughs> not being Michael Richards, well, young. He probably is racist. He's probably doing a character of like yeah. a Eastern European. So I'm just maybe. joking. I love Michael Richards. He's amazing in it. Like, just maybe go on YouTube and find like a compilation of all his scenes in that movie. Yeah. But uh, actually, uh, there's one scene, I'll, I'll just quickly, this is the type of humor you're getting. So he shakes his hand and his arm falls off. It's a fake hand. He's like, ah, funny, eh? But he, sorry, better accent than that. But then and he leaves and he's like- I would to- pay to see a movie with you doing like accents all day. <laughs> As he's leaving, he tries to like That's put his I. foot in the door to like to stop it. Yeah. And then the guy goes to push it away and it's like a fake leg and he pops out. <laughs> like it's, it's that type of humor and it, it goes on this gag for a little bit. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm describing it terribly. Again, find his stuff on YouTube. YouTube, the best of okay. Michael Richards from Transylvania 65,000. Uh, is that it for the eighth? Yeah, I, I, I've talked endlessly about all my shit. Adam, uh, I'm, I'm hoping you shut up a bit for the up, next, <laughs> next day. Uh, uh, the next day I'm in. Oh, so we're on the eighth? Uh, the ninth now. Uh, I guess let's let Adam start. Sure. I'll, I started with an episode of The Office, Ooh. which is the least... Halloween of all the Halloween episodes. The one with the I cold open? Yeah, Koi Pond. Uh, yeah, the yeah. one the rest Is that the one the Chinese restaurant or? Uh, no. People no, sorry, I'm thinking of the Christmas special mm. that's not very. Anyways, there's nothing really to talk about here. It's a decent episode of The Office that has very little to do with, with Halloween. Halloween other than the cold open. I'll give it. Is that the one with the ring video that they're all watching this weird. No, it, no, it's okay. a. Uh, they turn the warehouse into a, a haunted a Halloween haunt, oh, okay. and uh, Jim has like face or a book written on his face. Book, yeah. He's uh-huh. like, "What are you like a book face over here?" <laughs> on Facebook, it. yeah. It was just a like two minutes of like a Halloween haunt. It's a. It's actually the cold open. Yeah, they no, they, okay. they, they did a lot of work for just yeah. that. Anyway, I'm, I'll give it seven pumpkins yeah. as the episode. It's yeah. a good episode. I won't get into it though. Yeah. It's always disappointing when shows like that that have great Halloween episodes and then one year they just like don't. They're just like, yeah, we're they not going to bother. They don't do them some of the years, too. Yeah, like, yeah I guess they only had, what, three or four f- out of the nine seasons? Um, maybe six, actually. But there, there's two where it's it just cold opens. Like, Modern Family yeah. is another one like that. I find, like, one year they have a great episode, and Halloween episode, and then the next year there's, like, nothing, and then they go back, mm-hmm. have a good one, and then nothing. So, I, I, you know, I said I was going to watch all of these, so I, yeah, 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 I watched all it. of them. Yep. Uh, anything else that day? Do you want to continue? I, since? Sure. Uh, so then I watched uh, The Office Spooked. Uh, which is another Halloween episode. This is the one where uh, Aaron is tasked with putting together oh, the, the Halloween party. It is quite a, a good yeah. Halloween episode for the show. James Spader's character, Robert, amazing. It, Robert California, is is amazing in this episode. He basically plays up everybody's fears. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give this one 7.5 nice. pumpkins. So this is later, this is what, season 8 or 9? Season or 8, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, he was awesome. I don't remember show. a lot of these Halloween episodes. Like I remember the the one you talked about last week, the mm-hmm. first one. But yeah, I, I need to go back and watch some of these. I love Ellie Kemper in that show. Like, I'm, yeah, she's incredible. She's a standout show. star in that show for sure. The whole you you realize when I'm I like watching it again. Yeah. The cast is just 
unbelievable. It is such an ensemble cast, right? Like, well, they're so good as a characters. Like, I believe that's yeah. how all those characters are in real life. You like, would think I believe, that, right? Uh, what's the old guy? Uh, Creed? Creed. Creed is like, yeah. uh, and, and who's the Kevin? Kevin. Kevin is like, and yeah. uh, and even uh, Kelly. Like, I I know everyone loves her. I yeah. hate her in real life because <laughs> I think she's just like I just assume she's like her character. Like, she so was so perfect in that yeah. role that I can't look at her outside of that role. <laughs> and like she's she's actually like someone that really shaped that show. She was one of the she's the one main, of the main writers. Yeah. yeah, her and uh, who's the other guy that was that uh, uh, to- her boyfriend Toby. in that in that show? Was yeah, one of the writers. Uh, Bj Novak. Yeah, he's one of the main writers too, I believe. <laughs> yeah, um, cool. So I watched a bunch of Bob's Burgers. Have oh, you guys nice. watched the show? Yeah. They yeah. have great Halloween episodes. Yeah, I they was going to watch them. I'm going to probably watch them this week coming up. They got but... one called Full Bars where the kids actually uh, go to an island that's like, oh, I was supposed to give out full bars of chocolate. So they actually like take the trip. Like It seems spooky. Like, oh, I don't know about this, guys. We shouldn't go. Then as they get closer, it just turns into like, like nice, uh, idyllic uh, town. Yeah. And uh, one thing is after, like I guess, 8 o'clock, the teenagers take over. So uh, they have to run unless they're going to get egged and shit like that. So them running from the teenagers and having to free their buddies and there's also a Halloween party going on where Bob and accidentally kills the guy's hamster, hamster yeah and there's a mystery of like who did it so yeah. it, it was a fun I gotta give it like 8 out of 10 like I really yeah that made one. my uh, recommendations for you did it uh, the TV specials to watch this year Halloween did specials. you see the uh, I guess the season afterwards season 4 episode 2 they had Fortnite I, I didn't like that one as much. Those it are the only two I've seen. Really, it's not yeah, very Halloween-y. Halloween-y but yeah. it was still fun. Like I got to give it like, a, I'm going to say seven because it was fun. These kids get trapped in a fort. Uh, Cardboard fort or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. One of the, uh, blocked in or something. One of the uh, daughters, I forget her name, uh, is trying to be friends with this really creepy girl. And she's like, listen, I want nothing to do with you. Leave me alone. So it's just her haunting her. They trap him in a fort and kind of she's giggling and laughing at him. And it's awesome. And uh, season five, episode two. A show called Tina and the Real Ghost. It turns out they uh, have a ghost in their basement. So they capture it in a shoebox. And one of the eldest daughters starts dating it in school. And she's like, (laughs) yeah, it was... It's zany. I really enjoyed this episode. Now, does that one have a lot of Halloween elements to it? Yeah, it, it really just... is. They uh, go to like a mausoleum at the end. It's okay. it's awesome. But like Halloween itself, or is it more like scary? It's kind more of, of a stuff? scary, spooky oh, okay. story. But it's They're still... not in costume or anything. No, no, no. It's more. Yeah, of a... I've been, I've been, because again, I've only seen those the other yeah. two, and I've kind of been like, well, are the rest Halloweeny? But I've been yeah, this one them out. had a bit, but not much. So I got to give it like seven point five. Okay. Uh, that's uh, day I watched uh, an anthology film, Volumes of Blood from 2015. Ooh. This is weird. I've heard some people, like, I think one of those horror sites, mm-hmm. like, loved it. And then, you know, some, then other people completely hate it. So I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, in the end, it's, it ended up being kind of like a mediocre indie anthology. Um, pretty much a group of students uh, are at a library and they have to, their goal is to craft a new urban legend. So it's them each telling stories, trying that to. That might be kind of fun. Yeah, it's a great setup, but, um. I don't know. It was like all the stories were just there was nothing really stood out. The first one, a little pick me up, uh, was probably my favorite of the segments where this uh, girl's late at night in the library studying for a test and she's falling asleep. And then this strange man appears out of nowhere with an energy drink called Kapow. <laughs> and uh, she thinks he's trying to date rape or whatever. He's like, no, like I'll leave this here. I'm going to go, you know, drink in a couple hours, whatever you want. It's up to you. I'm, I'm just here to try to promote it. I'm going around to schools and trying to promote it. So anyways, it's got a cool payoff uh, with some gross gore gags in there. Um, but yeah, other than that, Ghastly is this black and white segment where this guy is uh, closing up the library at night and he's putting this uh, book away called Ghastly and it keeps on like appearing all everywhere no matter he puts it away and then he comes back inside his desk and and there's also like this 
ghost kind of stalking him with this dislodged jaw. That's kind of cool. But again, the the payoff was there. Uh, Encyclopedia Satanica. This was actually directed by Nathan Thomas Milner. If you're a fan of uh, Scream Factory, you'll recognize he did all the uh, covers. He's like more oh, known awesome. as an artist, but he directed this one. Uh, this one was okay. It actually takes place on Halloween where this woman, I guess you find out she's racked by guilt because her uh, boyfriend had committed suicide previously and she gets this book that's kind of this Lovecraftian book that I guess you can summon back the dead so she's going to bring her boyfriend back so she can apologize to him or whatever again nothing really spectacular in the payoff though 13 after midnight a female student is visited by her boyfriend he's kind of distracting her while she's trying to study but she says I'll come to the party if you just go and uh, but then she falls asleep and wakes up in the middle of the night in this library and there's uh, this creature stalking her there's a twist in there that is okay but kind of obvious. And then That's a Wrap is kind of like this meta twist on the film uh, where, you know, you find out that all this is a film that these students are trying to make. And then the director is like this prick and he goes on this rant about how terrible everyone is. It's, it's just this weird funny segment where it's this director just talking shit to everyone. And then you have a little payoff where there's a slasher k- oh, nice. killer going to go around and get revenge on people. Yeah, the stories sound kind of cool, but mm-hmm. again, like... Didn't really just, execute very well. Yeah, there's just nothing spectacular. Like, there's not much atmosphere there. It's indie, so you're getting like yeah. subpar acting. And the, again, for me, anthologies, it's all about the payoff. So you have to have a good payoff. Yeah. Or at least have a really cool story. If you're just going to do a basic story and then the payoff is like, oh. Uh, anyways, I'm not gonna. It's a five and a half pumpkins out of ten. Ooh. It's not. Uh, it's not terrible. I don't want to sound mm. like it, it, I'm ripping apart too much. But again, like. I need a good like I want to and when I watch anthology yeah. I want at least one or two segments that like stood out to me that I could be like watch it at least for this segment and this one didn't really have that. Mm-hmm. Did you guys watch anything else in the ninth? Speak or? of anthologies, I watched on your recommendation Tales from the Hood too. Okay, <laughs> it's bad man. <laughs> I was so excited about this movie. I love the yeah. original. This one had none of the humor, none of the actual like atmosphere, none of the score. Is just fell. Most importantly, like the, the social. It is so ham fisted, man. Like yeah. in this one, it's definitely like a. They go to um, I forget what the word is, but it's like the Museum of Torture, but how for African Americans. Like, but I, I like that segment. I thought that was so silly, man. Yeah, like I, I even the uh, the the giant gollywog doll looked yeah. so stupid, and even the guy who was the uh, I didn't shop, like the ending, but I liked the shopkeeper was so ham fisted, oh, right, man. I liked him. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. His, it's not his fault that he's got a big ham fist. Yeah, well, I figure like. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of hungry right now, <laughs> and I forget what the second installment was. was... Is that the one where they uh, they kill the gangster, but need to figure out where his three million? Is oh they... yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have like a John Edwards type guy, and they get him. That was so stupid too. Wasn't yeah, I don't like that one. And the third one, I guess, was probably the best of the. Uh, it was the most tales from the crypt, but I thought. Like again, Tilson the Hood. I think you want to watch it because like it's it's doing like it's poignant. It's exactly, it's taking something. like real sh- exactly stuff that's going on in the yeah. world. I guess in the in the black community, mm-hmm. and then like doing like a horror take on it. Whereas that just felt like it could have like date rapists or yeah. I, I don't know. I I didn't dig it. Even the wraparound was pretty terrible. And uh, yeah, who was it? Keith David. Keith David. I thought he would be amazing in this. Again, he. Didn't really do a good job. He wasn't as bad as everyone else in this movie. He was definitely the standout. But some of the humor you're getting in this movie is the uh, senator that he's working with is called Dumas Beach. Clearly, that is like uh, so the robot can call him a dumbass bitch, right? Like it seems such a oh, okay. stupid joke that people would be like, oh, 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 the robot called him a dumbass bitch. Yeah, Even it's really his name is Dumas Beach because it's like, the same director that did yeah, the rapper into it, the segment. So 
there was really nothing redeeming about this. How many movie. pumpkins? Um, maybe five point five. Oh, yeah, I, th- I think I was around that. I might have been six. I, yeah, I was disappointed. You gave it nine point five. Yeah, it was your favorite movie of the year. Favorite you said. movie of the year. Yeah. Um, I watched a Netflix original. Oh, uh, Malevolent. How is it? There was a lot that I, I liked about the movie. I, I found that there was a pretty good atmosphere. So the story is there's these brother and sister who are basically scamming people to say that they can talk to the, the ghosts of their loved ones or somebody that's stuck in the house and they'll send them, send them off to the afterlife. But the sister is actually experiencing real ghosts and real hauntings. And it's becoming more and more present in her, her life. But the brother just wants to make some money because he's there's like a side thing where he's owed a bunch of money. Got the brother problem? is one of the most irredeemable fucking assholes on <laughs> film. There's nothing that you, you like about this guy. He just... Just a terrible character. And are you supposed to root for this character when all this Kind of in the end. Yeah, that's how I have problems with yeah. films like that. But the female lead is somebody that you can root for. Yeah. Um, so they end up going to this haunted Scottish mansion house, estate home. And this is this is where it gets a little bit more interesting. Like the son of the woman that owns the house that supposedly he's still there ended up murdering and, and killing these girls that were living. She was oh. running like a, a school for yeah, orphans or something. Yeah, or what have you. But you realize the mother still is holds her son in high regard, and it starts becoming a little bit creepier oh. about that. So there were some really cool things in the house, and in the end, it's a little bit forgettable. You know, when I was thinking about it, yeah. this is only... Tuesday, I watched this and I was like, "What is this movie again?" Yeah, that's not usually a good. You've probably time. seen this movie before, right? You've like, definitely seen this movie. It seems like before. Netflix released like five supernatural films yeah. this month, which, like, I've heard they're all Get pretty them. good, but uh, yeah, nothing spectacular. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it six point five pumpkins. Okay, nothing bad, nothing good. Yeah, it's, it wasn't a waste. It was better than I thought it was going to yeah. be, but there's still a lot that just doesn't really. I feel like this might be a score that actually goes lower than okay. next time. Yeah, yeah. I, ha- I have that on my Netflix to watch list with the Lodgers and Winchester, and like I said, there's a bunch of them. I would and out of those three, I would probably go Lodgers. the Lodgers, this one, Winchester, maybe. Yeah, yeah. they, they just released a, a show that, that turning, turning of the is it a take on turning of the screw or oh, I don't know or no, sorry, it's take on the the haunting. Oh yeah, and it's supposed to be really oh, like, yeah? good. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Haunting of Hill House, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, cool. It's it's not really a remake though. It's like a reimagining slash sequel. Like it's like what happens like to El- the people Eleanor? after the after the fa- after Eleanor the still haunting the house. Yeah, I'm gonna try to watch that this month. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I watched the uh, Office Halloween season two. It shows amazing. I love love that episode too. Which one's that? Uh, it's the uh, Halloween one, season two, where it's they actually is a Halloween. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, called we talked, you talked about yeah, it last yeah, week, yeah. so I got to give it. I would say eight <laughs> out of ten. Okay, nice. It eight what pumpkin? Sorry, Jesus, sorry, sorry, sorry. Get on that shit. <laughs> I also watched a news radio uh, oh. show called Halloween season three episode five. I enjoyed this one. I guess uh, Jimmy James is throwing a party. But is it, sorry? Is this on the Mill Creek DVD? Yeah, yeah. Okay, did you watch cool. it? No, no. Uh, you I think you'll dig it. It's yeah. fun. Like uh, he's throwing this like great elaborate party. He has like this juggler come in, like this witch, the snake handler come in. Like, hey, Jimmy James party's gonna be awesome. Like, I'm not inviting you guys because every year you don't dress up, you don't have the Halloween spirit. So he's like, no, we can do it. We're gonna show them we're, we're uh, Halloween, so they all dress up in characters. And uh, nice. there's a fun little uh, back and take between um, Dave Foley and um, I forget her name, Martini. 
Yeah, Moyer too. I've actually never Tierney. watched an episode of that show. Oh yeah, you, really? You're yeah. really gonna enjoy oh, it. I think you might dig this. News it, Radio, awesome. I think, is one of it the is most a 90s underrated. standout. Like yeah. it's up there with I, I say Seinfeld for me. Like the jokes are so I, awesome. I think it, for me too, it, it's probably a top five comedy from the 90s. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll watch the Halloween episode. Yeah, we'll see, see what you think. Like, because it's fun. Because I. Uh, Dave Foley dresses up as a uh, a woman, and he steals like his girlfriend's dress, and she gets upset. He's like, "Why are you upset? Like, because you look better than me in that dress." <laughs> it's, it's awesome. <laughs> nice. And so. and uh, basically, like Joe Rogan's on this, and this is yeah. basically the Joe Rogan show. Yeah, mm-hmm. like your your guy's hero. Well, we UFC. we watch a lot of UFC and uh, yeah. Fear Factory. I, I actually just found out about Joe Rogan podcast recently. And oh yeah, it's, it's a good podcast. Isn't he like been? Oh, he's like one of the biggest. Years? But yeah. I never watch. I, yeah. I'm not into like I mostly watch genre or movie related yeah. podcasts. I, I don't enough. care about some guy talking about uh, UFC. No, I was going to say Is UFC fa- becoming uh, WWE? Of life, but. Is it like they're like wrestling in the aisles and stuff like that? Is that oh, like, turning into a spectacle or no? I, I think that wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, no? Yeah, no, it wasn't I planned. Think, I think they, they should, right? Like, uh, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't even know UFC still a thing, but. Yeah. So, oh, it's still. I'm a giving thing. this eight out of 10. Cool. Pumpkins. Nice. <laughs> I got one more. Okay. Uh, I watched The Walking Dead episode one from season eight. Okay. Um, so usually, uh, this is something I probably can would... we do spoiler free on this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So usually in October, we usually watch the new season. Nice. Uh, or the previous season. I'm yeah. always a year behind. Whatever comes out on Netflix is when you watch it, kind of deal. Yeah, or when we get it from the library. Uh, it's yeah. usually around the same time. Right now, mm. I have the Blu-ray, and I have it on Netflix, oh, so it depends snap. how You don't la- have, like, seven days of, like, uh, um, binging. I, I don't think we'll get it done in the seven days, but... Before, uh, there's, like, what, 12 episodes in a season of Walking Dead? Or 15 or 16. Yeah, okay. Like, I think they do... The season one was a half. small run. It was only, yeah, like, five, six. Five or six, yeah. Was... Walking Dead is one of those shows that I always kind of in the back of my head look forward to and then when it starts I kind of go why do I look forward to this mm-hmm. show it's not very good I've tried watching it like I've got up to season like midway through season 3 I, I just can't keep it up I just find I get really bored with these characters it just seems the same it is a lot of the same, same. but I'm, I'm kind of just like hooked into this thing where I mm-hmm. keep watching I'll never I don't think I'll ever rewatch. do you watch because of the characters like you fall in love with these characters and they kill them off like who's going to die next kind of deal or not I don't even know why yeah. I watched. Like, right. I liked I liked the premise a lot, mm-hmm. and there's elements of the show that they do really well. And I will say that this season opener is one of the better is that episodes. The one with Negan. So Negan is is in there, and now they're at war with Negan and the Saviors. Because I loved the, when he first came out. Like, I'm like oh, this character. I want to get to him in the. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm only on like season four myself. I, yeah, one of those things. Same thing. Like, I I really. I might even say really enjoy. It. I, I thought it was like a well-made show from what mm-hmm. I saw, like acting and production-wise. It's it's uh, it's it's a well-made show, but the but it does drag a bit. It drags, and the plotting is is often not thought out well. Mm-hmm. Um, they they recycle the same sort of ideas over and over mm-hmm. again. This is coming from somebody that's watched every yeah. season. And I watch. And like, you look forward to this, but I will say that this episode it starts. There's action. It doesn't let up. It's one of the better episodes in the last couple of years. Okay. And, and here's the thing: you'll get an episode every once in a while that you go, "That's one of the best sh- episodes I've seen on television." But you got to watch four to get to that kind of deal all the time. Yeah. So 
and this already starts to happen. Uh, so I'm going to give this one 7.5 pumpkins okay. and uh, watch a couple more and we'll get to them. But oh, So it, it almost seems like you're watching the show at a loyalty now. Like you've you've gone through seven you're seasons. you got to finish it out. you got to stick it out. Yeah, and I, I'm starting to think, do I need to? Like, mm-hmm. It's kind of like Dexter, where I eventually was like, I don't need to know the end of this. Yeah. Well, they've already spoiled. Like it's uh, it's already been spoiled for me over in the news. Uh, what happens to the, like the lead? Well, you should in stop Dexter? paying attention to the news. <laughs> well, we that... don't we don't know what's going to happen to Rick. We know he's don't don't spoil it. Who's Rick? <laughs> Is but, that that um, English fella? <laughs> I hope they I hope they end it after that. I'm sure they'll. They're not going. No, to. That's it's too popular. Yeah. Now it is losing its popularity because I think everyone's going. Okay, we're kind of ended at ten seasons. Like a nice ten seasons yeah. would be. Well, they got the spinoff, right? Like Fear of the Walking Dead, yeah. or... which I've heard is now Better getting really the, good. Yeah. yeah, but I heard I heard the first season or two of that. First was, season's supposed to be a, a slog. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, are we on the tenth now? Then on or? the tenth. So, have you guys seen this movie called Splice? Yes. Splice. I remember, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched this when it came out. Maybe just because was Sarah Polly. Pardon? Sarah Polly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Adrian Brody. Yeah. I absolutely loved this movie. Yeah, it's it cool. It is so amazing. Really? It almost shows a parenting uh, bond between like a mother and daughter. And like it's almost a, plays out like a drama, but with this hybrid. What's it is? It's kind of like animal. a sci fi drama yeah. with horror elements, I guess. But there or? is this. Amazing back and forth between Sarah Polly and this animal that you kind of feel really bad. She like turns into a defiant teen and she like smacks her and she gets upset. Like I love this movie mm-hmm. and Adrian Brody's trying to fight the uh, office from finding out what they've done and love this movie. Who directed this again? I have no idea. It's a Canadian production. It was kind of yep. like I remember it kind of being a big deal for a Canadian production. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's something a movie you actually saw trailers in the theater for and stuff like that. And then I think it came out and then kind of was like came out and disappeared pretty quickly. Yeah, it's crazy because like uh, it's probably one of the standouts of this uh, month for me already. Oh, well, like, yeah, I, I I think I agree with the masses. I found it just very mediocre. Couldn't stop thinking like, about it. Like no, I'm, I'm with I, I'm with you, Maddie. Yeah. I I really liked it. It's one of those things too where. You wish Sarah Polly would act more. She's so good, right? She's so good and in everything. Charming, like uh, I loved her because uh, she was in Go too, right? Like she's in Go, uh, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Dead. Yeah. So while watching this, every uh, step you take towards the end, there's always something fucked up going on too. Like you have this nice emotional thing with the mom. And they're like, ah, oh, that's awesome. But then like something happens, you're like, what the fuck just yeah, happened? Never, and yeah. then like there's another thing, like what the fuck just happened? This keeps you on your toes as well as like a. I was in this for the ride, man. Hmm. I can't recommend this movie enough. I really thought it was awesome. I got to give it 8.5 pumpkin. 8.5, wow. Yeah. Big, big. It's crazy. Even the character looks so cool. Like I picked the... this up on Blu-ray when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And, and there's an interesting, almost like a misery feel to it. Like when uh, she becomes a defiant teen, like instead of being like a mom and like rationing with her, she actually just like, I don't want to give it away, but she does some evil things to her as like a... As a parent, you're like, oh, how can you do this? But as a scientist, you get why she's doing it. So there's like a, yeah, a there's weird a parable towing that line of, yeah, can't get enough of it. Cool, yeah. Um, I guess I'll go since I'm I'm now back in the game. <laughs> uh, on October 10th, I started off with uh, an Office episode. This was my final Office episode, Halloween episode. This is like me when I watched all the Simpsons yeah. last year. <laughs> Here comes. I'm going to do this with a few series, I think. Here, Here comes the, the treble. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Which, other than Stephen Colbert's 
appearance is probably the worst episode out of all of them. Yeah, uh, Stephen Colbert. It's great to see him, but he's not yeah. even really in the op. He's he's, he's a video vi- conference via video conference. Uh, I don't really. Is need it to. very Halloweeny? It's pretty Halloweeny. Yeah, yeah, because they're all dressed up. He's dressed up as George Michael the whole time. Yeah, awesome. it's pretty great. And but the overall story, it's definitely like okay, we're in the night season yeah. of the office, and that's also interesting watching these as you go. The further, you can definitely see the, the dive. Tone, the tone changes quite a bit, and the Robert California episode for me was a highlight episode of probably his era. Yeah, which is insane a ton. Yeah, where this is like uh, this is an episode. So I'm going to give it six point five pumpkins. It's still not that bad of a score, right? No, there's worse in season nine. Yeah. Season nine, in falls season, apart, right? And season eight are uh, not. Not the greatest. Yeah, they should have ended it when. Yeah, in my opinion, even though there was definitely some highlights after that, and it, it was never really terrible. It was just kind of like, ah, it went from being like one of the funniest sitcoms to being like, ah, this that was okay. I guess yeah. after the eighth season, like everyone else kind of left. Like I think like Kelly left and uh, BJ Novak left, and so um, it really. Um, just a, a little aside, but the way the show ends when Michael Scott leaves is one of the perfect endings. Mm. And the first time I watched the show, I just stopped. I was like, they're never going to beat this. And yeah. I stopped. That season wasn't even over. And they I, had like three more episodes. And I didn't, well, even the finale, as touching as it was, I don't think was as good as that ending. No. Like the, the show's and it, it, it is a good, they do, it is, they land the final ending quite well yeah. too. If that's, if you don't have the other ending, you go, well, this is a great way. Yeah. Although they're, they're talking about bringing it back, so we'll see what happens with that mm-hmm. without Michael Scott again. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to happen because Jim I think Kierinsky he's is even yeah, a big, he's, big guy now. Is he not going in? Like, well, I don't know. I'm just saying, like he's starring in Jack Ryan for Amazon. He's oh, yeah? now directing films with. Quiet I guess ones. he did the. Uh, he's going to be quiet a place. hot yeah. commodity. I'm sure now. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. If, and he's uh, ripped now. Yeah. Is he? Is that Jim? Jimmy get hot? <laughs> well, he did that. that my my army, Jimmy, uh, he get all like ripped. Michael Bay. Uh, was it a Michael Bay? <laughs> I think it was Navy Michael Bay. Yeah, which I've not seen. No, me neither. I, I've heard it's okay, but let's not talk about Michael Bay. That's I, uh, although that is the scariest thing we could talk. About. <laughs> yeah, Michael Bay as a person. <laughs> Terrifying. Uh, uh, <laughs> is he? I have no idea what this guy. Is. I only know him. From I think like he's a bit of. You think uh, he's like the? Uh, mis- I hey, Carcass Red Bull, man. I get the impression he is like a misogynist. Yeah. Like people like. There's lots of stories yeah. about Michael is Bay he? being terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, Megan Fox pretty much lost her job for comparing him to Hitler on oh, set. But then, well, but then he hired her. That's back. what you get for comparing someone to Hitler, yeah, right? Like yeah. the guy just makes movies. But I mean, and, I'm just saying not yeah. that her um, comparison was right, but more yeah. that like it sounds like he's like on set. He's that. Like very strict, yeah. He's he's uh, like Kyle is when we're preparing to do the podcast. Yeah, Yeah, that that makes sense. When we try to do the intro and you do like six different takes, and I I keep on slapping you to Hitler, but like Himmler, I think is kind of an astute. (laughs) But he does have the Hitler mustache (laughs) that no one can see at home. He he always shaves it into that for Halloween. I swear it's just a. (laughs) He says it's a Charlie Chaplin, but I I don't think so. He doesn't wear the hat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that weird armband he has. Okay, Jesus Christ, guys. Let's uh, <laughs> knock that off. <laughs> Kyle's going to fire us off the podcast. My viewer. style. <laughs> talk about what you want to talk about. Okay. Assess us on what you've been watching. So speaking of Hitler, no. <laughs> no, I watched um, continuing uh, with uh, Goosebumps. This is the last Goosebumps episode I watched. I, I don't know if they did any Halloween ones, but um, from season two, The Haunted Mask 2 from 1996, again, another two-parter. Ooh. It's kind of the same deal this time. The kid that she's 
wanted to get revenge on in the scared in the first episode. Now he's kind of like, you know what? I'm, I've been a pirate all these years. I'm growing up now. I want something scary. I want to have the scariest costume on the uh, in the town in the neighborhood. So same thing. He finds the, the store that she went to. This time it's abandoned. It opens up with someone wearing the haunted mask and he's burning all the old masks but he gets to the abandoned store and there's still one mask left this old decaying old man mask um same thing he puts it on he becomes one with the mask this one though it's it's kind of cool in that the mask actually affects him that he starts becoming like a weak old man he's he's becoming old he's running out of breath he He gets the opposite benjamin buttoned yeah exactly um and his friends have to save him yeah again more more of the same but i I don't know. This one, I'd say, was just as good, maybe even a little bit better, just because I like that instead of just like the other mask, it just makes her scary. And this one, like, he becomes the old man, which I thought was an interesting take where he's, you know, he can barely, he's getting to the point where he can barely walk around. He's trying to just get water to survive. And I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting. But again, you are getting the same bad yeah. CGI. So is a two parter as well? Like, they're both Another two parter, yeah. The, I guess the hunted mask were big stories yeah. for them. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give the this monster one blood of goosebumps. Yeah, six and a half pumpkins out of ten. The same, nice. same as the he first does, one. But like, it, I like how his voice changes. So it's somebody stop me, <laughs> <laughs> like an old guy. Um, <laughs> he plays a what's that movie with uh, Robin Williams where he becomes Jack. old Jack? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, an aside, my nephew turned two. And, and he's now a Benjamin Button. And his name is Jack. And on his card, I wrote Jack. And I kind of wrote it like the lettering from the <laughs> movie. Jack. And I just realized, I was like, should I, in brackets, put not Robin Williams? <laughs> he probably won't get and, it. And R.I.P. I don't think anyone even our age will yeah. get that reference. I barely remember that movie. <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie, actually. Yeah, of course you did. I, yeah. uh, what else did you guys watch on the 10th? <laughs> <laughs> it's like big, but like with uh, to the Tom Hanks, you got uh, right. Robin Williams. What else did you guys watch on the 10th? I watched uh, Third Rock from the Sun called Scaredy Dick. Okay. It was yeah. on the other, uh, yeah. uh, it was all right, like a uh, Halloween party. He's scared of going to the doctor. So he dresses up, uh, he goes to the doctor for a physical. He's like, uh, no, I'm going to get out of here. So he runs out of the doctor's office. But he goes to the Halloween party later on. He's like, you can't scare me. I'm a pirate. He's like, oh, where where are your buccaneers? He's like, under my bucket hat, <laughs> which I thought was kind of fun. I've got another show I've never seen an episode of. Even though, like, yeah. I remember the, tri- the, I the watch TV spots always look so bad to me, but I'll watch this one. I, I think like season one is kind of interesting, but like I think it really tanks off around like I like Gordon Love. And I do love John Lithgow. Yeah, yeah, I like John Lithgow, yeah. He does comedy really well. Well, actually, uh, and there's also a uh, weird opening where they're hearing this like voice coming from the attic, like "Help me!" and they have to figure out what's happening. Okay. And so it was kind of fun. How many uh, pumpkins? I'm going to give it seven and a half pumpkins. Cool! Wow, you really liked yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. And I also watched "Man About You." Okay. Uh, it's called "The Unplanned Child," where uh, I guess they drop off their nephew when he's supposed to. I don't really understand Mad About You, to be honest with you. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, all these shows from the 90s, like, I watched Ned and Stacy too. I'm like, what is the plot of this? I have no idea what's going on, but it takes place on Halloween. Mad About You, that's Helen Hunt? Or yeah, and uh, Paul Reiser, okay. who's kind of exactly like Jerry Seinfeld, but like, Worse. In like a, yeah, a sitcom <laughs> that's not as good. So I, I would give it like, I don't know, five pumpkins out of ten. It's hard to gauge these shows because they're going in dry. Adam? I watched another episode of The Walking Dead? No, not yet. Of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nice. Halloween. The okay. the original Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode. I, I love these episodes. I love these episodes. This is one of my favorite sitcoms currently mm-hmm. on TV. Um, I think these are some of the strongest Halloween episodes. Yeah. Basically, the whole show revolves around a heist, which isn't that Halloween, except that they're all dressed up and it's during Halloween, so there's all these kind of references to mm-hmm. what's going on outside of just the heist. 
but they're so well done. This is the first episode. I think this is one of my favorites out of all of them. Where all the five. So or basically, Andy Samberg, you know Joanna Newsom's husband, uh, he is uh, trying to steal Captain Holt's Medal of Valor. I think is is mm-hmm. the original one, and they've basically made a bet that if he does it, then Captain Holt does all the paperwork, and if Captain Holt wins. He does everyone's paperwork kind of deal. He'll do the paperwork, plus he'll have to work overtime. Yeah. And then they say that someone's a genius detective yeah. or something like that. And they're just a lot of fun. All the characters on the show are great. Um, it's it's just a really quick-witted and... and mm-hmm. It's a fun heist show, too, right? That it's a great heist show, yeah. And so I'm going to give this one 8.5 pumpkins. Yeah. I think it's one of the wow. stronger... Yeah, I agree, man. It's good. I uh, completely disagree with you guys. But <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I remember watching the show because you hyped it up and yeah. you had it on your list and I was like, ah, oh, it's not. it didn't feel very Halloween-y to me. I think it's like mm-hmm. a... It's a fun heist episode, but mm-hmm. the Halloween, I think, is kind of like an... Uh, it's an after... Thought I felt like they're all dressed up though. Like but they're, they're, I don't know. None of it has to do with Halloween. It's them doing a heist that they just happen to be in costume. I, I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I, but I don't like the show. I don't think as much as a lot of people um, either. Like it, it's a funny show. I'm going through it. I think I'm on season three. It's something I'll throw on. You know, when I'm bored and watching, I'll kind of enjoy it. But I don't think it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's as funny as everyone else. But. Huh. Yeah. You're just a hipster, aren't you? Yeah. What everyone likes. The Halloween you know, hipster. Which, yeah, the Halloween hipster. <laughs> Halloween hipster, baby. Um, yeah. I watched uh, a film called The Devil and Father Amorth from 2017. Have you guys heard of this? No. Uh, this is a William Freakin is going to go back to exorcisms, and Ooh. he's going to he filmed this documentary. He's um, narrating as well. He's he's there throughout interviewing people. But the whole selling point is that it's like the first time they were able to film a real exorcism. Awesome. Uh, so that's the selling point of the film. Is it, it an actual documentary? Or is it like it a is documentary, a documentary, yeah. Like a no, no, it's a real kinda. documentary. Um, so you get about 20, 20 minutes or so of, yeah. of this exorcist. Actual. Is it creepy as anything? Or is it just like, like a dude wetting himself? No, unfortunately, I, I thought this documentary pretty much sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and I like William Freakin. The documentary, the only, like, it's a, just a camera sitting there on a tripod filming this and it's not that interesting it's a priest saying his religious mumbo jumbo and then the woman yelling stuff back at him I mean yes it's kind of cool her voice is like demonic and he he claims that it hasn't been enhanced it definitely sounds like it has to me but Mm -hmm. who knows Um, so in that regard it's kind of creepy but I don't know I don't need to see this for 20 minutes like I think it would work better get the highlights and then cut it in between an interesting documentary. But like, and then the rest of the documentary is not that interesting. He gets like various scientists and doctors and experts in various fields, and he's going to ask their opinion that he shows them the footage and like what are his their thoughts on it from a scientific and whatever point of view. But again, like I don't care who these guys are. I don't care if this guy believes in yeah. exorcisms. They're or definitely not, not going to like debunk whether it, or not and, it's real. But right? they're none of them. Like it's yeah. it's just dry and boring, and no, no one says anything that's that interesting or like. Revelatory is that the right word? Revelatory. Revelatory. Um, yeah, it's just I, I don't know. I was really disappointed with it. And it sounds like this is the. I looked up other reviews to see if I that's was just crazy, and that seems to be the what most people thought as well. There's there's one scene too. He goes at the end. He goes to the church and he's gonna interview this woman one more time. The priest is not gonna be there, but he's just gonna interview her. And he's like, oh, I decided not to bring my camera that time. And then he goes on to this like. But all this crazy shit happened. It's like, oh, it would have been nice if you brought your camera that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to give it four and a half pumpkins out of ten. Yeah, I, I would not boring. recommend it. So you like the... Yeah, disappointing coming from William Freak. And I, I like him. I think he's a fascinating... Like, I love listening to him talk about mm-hmm. film because uh, he's like a huge movie fan. He's, he's an intelligent guy. But um, 
yeah, this is uh, not worth your he time. He made a piece of shit. <laughs> it felt like you're like your standard History Channel documentary. You know, the ones that would, you know, the aliens. Su- they'd have a supernatural and they'd have a psychic along yeah. for the ride. And it's like, this psychic is bullshit. Did they like, bring <laughs> in, uh, what are they called, like the uh, people who diagnose brain psychiatrists? I think they have a psychiatrist. That would be in interesting there. to me. Like, no, this clearly is a, it's not a exorcist. It's. But again, geez. no one really says anything yeah. one way or the other. It's just them saying, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's it could be this, could be that. I, I don't know. It's I she didn't grab like like a crucifix. I'm like fuck me, fuck me. Yeah, well, she yells stuff like that, that, but she's not. No, nothing to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, her head did not spin or anything yeah. exciting. Did she vomit like pea soup or shit like that? No, nah, nah. nothing really. It's just her like, just like kind of yeah. like flinching a lot and then just like jumping up a bit and just saying like no, the and it's like yeah, yeah. Again, for twenty minutes, like after five minutes, you're like okay, this is the same thing for twenty minutes straight. Anyway, what else did you guys watch in the tenth? That's it for me. I got two more things. Holy moly. Do, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I assume, eh? No. Okay. Go do, for it. Do you got... No, one? I'm done for the time. Oh, wow. I get, wow, I'm catching up. We'll see. <laughs> so, on... Uh, this is still on the 10th. I watched Lake Placid. Oh, shit. Okay. I, I covered that uh, Yeah, recently. not too long ago. Which I had never seen before. Um, the one... So, we, we put it on. It's on Netflix. Um... The audio transfer is horrendous. Oh, is it terrible? On the dialogue only, though, it's really bizarre. Where there's like kind of some noise. Is it static? So I'm I'm thinking ah, maybe I'll just skip this. But I love the dialogue so much. Like it's, uh, who is it, David? Uh, it's uh, David, David, David E. Kelly. David E. Kelly. Yeah. It's in terms of just like a script. I I really think it's strong. I think. Uh, all the characters, Brendan Gleeson, um, Platt, Oliver Platt is great in yeah. it. Bill Pullman, we realize like I've seen a couple Bill Pullman things recently. It's like I miss Bill Pullman. Yeah, and what Bridget- happened to Bill Pullman? And, and Bridget Fonda, I guess, got out of acting as well. Yeah, Bill he, Pullman is still. He was in the Sinner. Oh, he didn't die last year. Uh, that was which Bill Paxson. Yeah, yeah, it's Bill Paxson died. Yeah, <laughs> R.I.P. Um, I also love Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton was yeah, great. Yeah, do that like, that Bill Paxton's great in this. That's Bill Pullman, you idiot. <laughs> I think Bill Paxton's way more memorable than Bill Pullman. I like, I yeah. They're, they're both actually awesome, right? I think Bill Paxton pretty much stole every movie he was in. Yeah, he, he often He was like the John scenes. Goodman yeah. of his time where like, if he's going to be the best part of that film. Yeah. Um, and in Bridget Fonda, you, you go, man, I, I wish Bridget Fonda stopped, like, didn't stop acting. She's, yeah. she's fantastic in this. And uh, so basically it's this this uh, giant crocodile is attacking people mm-hmm. and it's a pretty you forgot to mention it's got Betty White too. Betty White is is also in her first role where she's kind of just like swearing the whole time yeah I didn't realize because Betty White became a thing the past couple of years where it's like everyone cool to love everyone of. loves Betty White but I didn't realize that um, yeah she did this and she also did I watched Hard Rain around the same time as this and she's pretty much playing the same character in that film and I think this is where they they thought you know what? She's always this wholesome person. Yeah. Let's kind of get ditzy her some. person. Let's put her uh, like just flip this script. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a lot of fun with this, uh, and the but the more we get to see the crocodile, oh, I heard that's where this movie really falls apart. The worse. What's also problematic is they have an actual crocodile that they've built, it's like uh, Bruce and Jaws, right? Like and. They should have just done everything with yeah. with that. Yeah. And whenever the CGI comes in, and it's ninety CGI, it's horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was all in on this. The dialogue is like a screwball comedy from the thirties mm-hmm. for the first 
you know, really quippy, right? Really quippy for thirty minutes. Well, and Oliver Platt is great in it too. Yeah. He's so just constantly, good. which makes no sense because he's constantly making fun of Gleason's weight, but it's like he's twice his size. Yeah. I don't know if that's supposed to be a joke. They never really comment on that. They do actually. He do he later talks about how he's this big fat oh, okay. guy. Um, but as the movie goes along, it starts falling apart more and more as it becomes more and more plot heavy. Yeah. Um, and all of the charms start going away because you now don't have any of the quippy dialogues because they don't have time for it because you're supposed to be afraid. Of a giant alligator. Of this CGI garbage. So overall, I, I ended up almost turning it off because the audio, then getting really invested and then getting turned off. I'm going to give it 6.5 pumpkins because okay. I do think... David E. Kelly's script is great, and the acting is is fantastic. They could redo this better, is what you're saying? E- well, probably, probably not. I don't think, I don't I don't think the could. script is unique yeah. enough that you need to remake yeah. it. I think there's better crock films And people there, would probably like be up in arms, like, you can't make like, Plaza, that's a Well, they did. There, there's like two or three sequels really? to this film, yeah. And, and for me, sequels. it's basically a monster screwball comedy, which is yeah. a great concept uh, yeah. to mm-hmm. me. It's just the director is not... He's he the one that lets it. you down, yeah. which is weird. Time. I think I think it's the director who's a like I think he did Friday Thirteenth Part Two and possibly Three. Like he's a oh. decent director if I remember correctly. But yeah, I remember the same thing. I think I gave it like six out of yeah. ten. I found it just it was on par, mediocre. But yeah, I, I, some of the witty dialogue was pretty good, I guess. And uh, I, I finished off the day with Walking Dead episode two from season eight. This is where it starts becoming a little bit of a slog again. Yes. And, and, you're going, okay, this is like the last episode, except less is happening because you don't have as much of a budget. Um, I'm going to give it six pumpkins. Oh. So I got this documentary from HBO called Beware the Slender Man. This was one of the most interesting documentaries I've seen in a while. I guess what happened is these two girls end up taking their friends to the woods and just stabbing her several times and leaving her there to... Uh, appease the slender man the, what is it the creepypasta yeah they think urban uh, legend it seems so almost like heavenly creatures these girls are kind of insane and I guess they feed off each other's like I don't want to say insanity but like they're they feed off each other's energies and just kind of work themselves and up anxieties and, and beliefs yeah, yeah. yeah it's insane that this actually happened and like uh, I guess one girl is actually like um, still thinks she sees a slender man and she's talking to her friends in jail and like she's off the deep end, the other one just kind of a uh, was a loner up until she met up with her. It's heartbreaking. It's interesting. The girl thankfully survived the Yeah, stabs. yeah, she definitely stabbed. Like she was not on camera at all. But like, I'm curious how they could. Oh, they don't put... interview her at all in this one. No, no, no. They, I guess they said like, listen, she's been through enough. We don't yeah. need to put her on camera. I guess she's she's healed up, but she's still emotionally yeah. a bit vulnerable. So, but their parents are on there. The girls who stabbed him, they're like talking, but the girls' faces are. Dead center, like they interview the girls too a little bit. They show the um, cops interviewing them. Like, how can they get away with this? They like, have to get it signed off by the parents. Yeah, but they're uh, minors. Like, I thought the parents like, can sign consent. Even like, oh, it's crazy because I know, like in Canada, that like if uh, a minor is involved in a criminal incident, they can't publish their name or show their pictures in the papers. I'm kind pretty of deal. sure again, like it can be signed off. Yeah. Eh? That seems. The and parents that seems, are probably like, yeah, I'll, I'll sign that up. That seems money. silly to me too. Like, when you want to, like, I, I don't want to make a documentary about my daughter's. Well, this is probably somebody. also it tells you a little bit why these yeah. daughters could have uh, got sucked into this yeah, world. Yeah, so it much. seems kind of insane. Like, it seems like such a silly idea to me. Like, oh, it's a creepy pasta. Like, clearly, this is fake. It's 
internet stories for people. Well, I, I, I don't think it, I don't think the the creepy. I'm sure, like whether that pasta existed, these kids would have ended up going exactly down. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Anyway, whether or not it was like early. a Ninja Turtle that told them to do yeah. it, or uh, same thing with the child's play too that but happened. Like they were talking about, like after we do this, we're going to run to this uh, provincial park and hang out in the creepy pasta mansion with all the other creepy pastas. Like there's stories. It just it shows this insight into this world that is absolutely zany to me. Well, Slenderman's was, definitely one of the cooler oh, urban yeah, legends yeah, yeah, yeah. of, it's, of it's, our time. It's interesting, yeah. too. And they show like all these like documents, but clearly they're fake. Like, oh, there's a picture from the 1970s. You see Slenderman in the background. Like, I thought the actual mythos of Slenderman is really cool, but yeah, that, this documentary really gathered me in. I'm like, kind of disappointed when I heard about this documentary. I was hoping it would be more on that. Yeah, like... The, all those creepypasta mm-hmm. urban legends, but it's more about it, these. It, it was heartbreaking. I'm, I'm just not into murder mysteries myself, yeah, which is going to be my... Next this one. Is a good, this is a good run into my next film, but sorry. They still go. Have you you seen the? Uh, no, I haven't. Seen uh, it. So no. they they do go into the mythos, uh, the mythos bit. of okay. Slenderman quite yeah. a bit. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll check it out for that. Mm-hmm. For that then. Yeah. So I gotta give it seven point five pumpkins. Yeah, it probably yeah. would have been a seven point five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's a perfect uh, run-in. I watched uh, a movie you've been praising for years. I don't know how you keep on revisiting this film. Night of the Demons 3? No, Cropsey from 2009. I can't believe you didn't like oh. this. No, again, not saying I didn't like yeah. it. Again, I, I think it's the whole way. And again, when it's I looked up... It's on my up, list to watch this. Mm-hmm. I looked up, uh, a lot of people kind of feel the same way. They sell it as like, it's going to be about this urban legend. And the urban legend is like the first five minutes. They're like, yeah, there's this urban it, legend where more about there was the a guy actual... that killed... there's this urban legend about be home or else this child killer will get you and then so they take this urban legend and then just find a guy that did kill kids and then that so then it becomes like a a murder story it's like an investigative journalist Mm -hmm. on this murder mystery thing which I'm not as much as I love horror films I'm not into true crime I don't like watching a lot of stuff Especially about kids getting murdered. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yes, yeah, so it focuses on this. I guess in Staten Island, New York City. I guess in the seventies, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. There Brookhaven. Is this, uh, yeah, there's this asylum, and that's one of the scariest parts because they have Geraldo before he was Dude. the talk show guy. He was a investigative journalist. Investigative journalist, and he goes into the asylum. I and guess showing he real was footage. like a. Uh, he posed a janitor for a couple weeks, and he brought in the cameras. Like it just shows how terrible these all the, all are, these like, naked. They have no clothes like, on. Kids like, and they're all covered in vomit insane. and they're feeding them. Gr- like it's yeah. that footage is the most disturbing thing. I don't want to see that ever again that in my was, life. That's rough, right? And the worst part about that whole thing, they say, oh yeah, and it still took ten years before they did mm-hmm. anything and actually closed the asylum. Like that's after seeing fucking, that phrase, yeah. and it's like fucking like what's wrong with the world, yeah. with America? Like, anyways, um, so that was was frightening, but that goes into it because I guess the guy that is apparently that got mm-hmm. um charged for these murders that was a janitor. I uh, was a janitor like there, and he went around killing pretty much people as disabled, like mentally challenged kids mm-hmm. or something. Um, he's still in prison, I guess for life now, but this is going into it. What did he do it? And the different sides of the, the mm. coin, I guess. But the, the one but problem I had the with time it, they're talking about Brookhaven, like they're going in, like, uh, I guess, uh, they have their investigative journalist things down. So they actually go to like the abandoned Brookhaven yeah. at night. And it takes place during the, the uh, fall weather. And as they're going in, they run into a bunch of kids like partying and yeah. shit. So it kind of sets up like, oh, that's a cool jump scare, I thought. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, you didn't like that, eh? Again, I, I found like, like let's go in at nighttime where we can't see shit. Mm-hmm. And I get it's supposed to add to the horror, yeah. but it's like as a documentary, you're not showing me really anything. And it's like, are they expecting, they go to these places, are they expecting to find evidence? Because they're going to these places. I if you're going to look for evidence yeah. 30 years from now, you're probably not going to find anything, let alone in the middle of the night where you can't see shit. But it adds some cool atmosphere to the yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I get it, the impression, and especially from his second film, that he is a horror 
fan and that's why he's kind of doing that kind of stuff but I, I just again like it's one of those documentaries where they interview people and no one really has anything they're just stat dialing guys it, no one really has any, no, stay away from any, anything interesting <laughs> to say really there's no really evidence it's not like one of those documentaries where like like I watched the Zodiac film and I'm like when that movie fucking ends I'm putting a, trying yeah. to solve this well, mystery it's David Fish right yeah like, but th- this film and then even that yeah. documentary they have in, with the Zodiac mm-hmm. I was hoping like this would be something like that but when this movie ends like they didn't give me any evidence nah. that is interesting you're not ending the movie like ooh so maybe like you're not trying to put the pieces together mm-hmm. it's just like it, it just gives you really story, nothing yeah but so I don't know I didn't hate it I decided I wanted to see more of the urban legend and I'll go into they delivered that on their Killer Silver Legends. Moore film Kill Killer Legends that was more what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, it's an, it's an hour and ten minutes, twenty minutes on it. This it tells an interesting mystery, story. I, I thought I I enjoy this movie. I don't know. Yeah. It's a film that I can't believe. Like, why would you would need to revisit it? Because I, I really dig it. Really, I'm I, revisiting murder documentaries. I don't know. They're just uh, I don't see. why. I think I am revisiting it because they go in at night. They are like yeah. showing like the abandoned uh, asylum and stuff yeah. like that. I know. I didn't find it that riveting. No. I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of ten. Oh, I will wow. say Andrew Rand, who they who is arrested for these murders, like mm-hmm. that guy is a fucking creepy. Dude. Oh yeah. Dude. And I do like how like they're trying to get an interview with him, and so they've been sending back and forth letters, and he's he's playing them, and that's I mean he's definitely probably guilty because yeah. the way he writes those letters like. I don't know. I thought that was kind of fascinating, but even that, like, again, they, I don't want to spoil, but it, yeah. they never get that a nice payoff mm-hmm. with that whole thing either, whether they get the interview or not. But yeah, I thought the Geraldo footage was fucking creepy. It is, I guess, it's a murder mystery. I don't think it's that fascinating. It's a guy that murdered five kids mm-hmm. and there was never really any great evidence against him. But um, again, I don't think they give any good evidence on on either side. Mm-hmm. I think it was just this guy was weird. Yeah, they, 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 they tell us. He was around those those places at that time, so he got arrested and he probably did it. And yeah, well, he was living in an abandoned asylum. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, six pumpkins out of ten for me. Crazy. So, on October 11th, I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine Halloween 2. Nice. And uh, it, it's another fantastic yeah. episode. Maybe not at the heights of the previous. Number one. Halloween heist episode, but still really great. It, it sets up a, a good... It's the same thing, right? They're trying to do another can, heist? Yeah. Another heist. This time he's got to steal a the watch? watch off of Captain Holt's um, wrist. And, and Captain Holt is prepared for this one. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's another, like, it's it's funny. It's really entertaining. And they go all throughout the city, right? Like, it's kind yeah, of is that the one on the New party York. bus or yeah. something? Yeah, there's the party bus in that one. I've always wanted to go to New York to see like a Halloween parade in New York. I heard it's insane. So I'm going to give this one an eight pumpkins out of ten. It's not quite at Halloween one, but still, I think this is one of the, uh, as I said, one of my favorite sitcoms currently on television. That's a great cast. So uh, we continued our weekly double feature. We got all snuggly. Yeah, this time uh, were my picks. Two movies I hadn't seen, but I... I don't know, this, the plot sounded really cool. Yeah. The trailers looked great, and I thought they'd fit well together. Um, the first one, Bloodfest from 2018. Yep. Such an, uh, an amazing idea. What a great concept. It's pretty much this giant like Woodstock of... Uh, it's like oh, a horror amusement haunts. park slash yeah. festival. So they have like a, a graveyard site. They got the clown house. They got the uh, haunted woods. They there's, got there's the uh, abandoned school. Yeah, it's like separated by campgrounds. Like, yeah, the, the subgenres. And it's hosted by, I guess, some famous horror director. Mm. He's hosting this park. These uh, kids go there. And um, so the, the guy comes on, the director comes out on the stage and says, like, you know, horror films have kind of lost what made them, you know, yeah. scary these days. And then he says, I'm just going to do it real or something like that. Mm. 
so they have all these people at the front of the stage with chainsaws wearing these like pig masks, pig masks. or something, and they all just turn them on and start fucking killing people. Yeah, hack and slash. And you find out he's gonna take, he's gonna make a real horror film. He's got the the park all set up with, and he has a one killer that has like a, a knife put on nunchucks. Yeah, like wearing cool. this mask, but and it's 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 unrealistic. I mean, yeah. he he's brought back the dead with these devices that Robo. pretty much these nerds in a basement can control them yeah. almost like robots. They think they're playing video games. Yeah, they're gonna kill people. Um, What's great about this movie is. Uh, it's almost like the Warriors. They have to go through certain parts of this amusement oh, cool. Yeah, to try to get to the end. Yeah. And it all has all the tropes. They have the zombies. They got the vampires. They got the clown house. There's even a Saw parody in there yeah, that was a lot of torture fun. torture room. And a lot of it looked great. I mean, a lot of the effects, I guess, are kind of a mix of practical and CG. Yeah. But I thought they were like they were pretty cool, well right? done. They were pretty violent. Um, and the, the costumes and everything on display was fun. It, again, mm-hmm. another one that's kind of reminds me of Cabin in the Woods, yeah. where like if you just want like each section that they're facing different monsters. Um, you can tell that the director, too, is a huge horror fan. Yeah. I think actually the guy that is playing the director is the actual that director. That would make sense, I could be right? Wrong. But I thought like, I sometimes I get annoyed with that with constant references. I thought mm. this one did a good job because the references are kind of there to, to feel. <laughs> They're the not pod. like turning on the camera and like, eh, eh, you see what we did there? Well, eh? the, the references are important to the yeah. plot because what it's supposed to be is this kid is an expert on horror films, yeah. so he needs his knowledge to kind of help save them because all the each world is kind of set up and you're going to survive if you know the, the tropes. Yeah. I mean, like if you're a virgin, you're going to probably survive kind yeah. of thing. My problem I have with it, so I guess he meets like his hero who played like some the slasher. Arborist character yeah the harborist and some it's a knockoff friday 13th or yeah. whatever and he meets some of the guys a dick but he ends up getting stuck with them and they have to try to survive but i thought like they would constantly stop and slow down the plot for him to like this emotional kind of yeah connection connection to the two and i thought like yeah. every time they did that it was just like yeah it felt kind of corny and it slowed the film down like you can tell the film had a budget and you know yeah, yeah. they couldn't go too crazy because they they were on a limited budget you can definitely mm-hmm. tell that because they even make some things like oh the Yeti guy is doing some cool things over here but they didn't show yeah. the Yeti doing cool things over there but I mean again if you take that into account you can't blame them for having oh, no, a, like no, they no, no. very ambitious I'm, I'm assuming for yeah. a small budget it's got the uh, the fat kid who's in the um, Spider-Man the newest Spider-Man film he's in there What is he a Hawaiian I, yeah, we were talking about this I don't know if he yeah. is Hawaiian or but he, he, was, he was pretty like I, yeah. I thought all the, the characters he was pretty fat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> like, I just assume fat Asians are Hawaiian. Is that weird? <laughs> um, but uh, that's the tagline for this episode. <laughs> but no, like I thought all the characters were likable enough. Like you wanted to see them mostly get out. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I find these. There was these... a douchebag director, the indie director. Yeah, he was funny. He doesn't. They shoehorn in a lot of these like romantic subplots that you yeah. don't really need. But. Exactly, I, I feel like that was they had to shoehorn a lot of stuff yeah. in to fill the budget because they couldn't just show insanity. Yeah. throughout. But I, I mostly enjoyed it. Like I, I had, it, I had a lot of fun with it. I'll watch it again. I for thought sure. it was awesome. Um, yeah. What, what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it seven point five. Uh, same exactly. Yeah. Well, seven, well, ooh, you guys are like yeah. the same we, person. We, we were like snuggled up underneath a blanket watching this. Kyle had it pulled up over his eyes during the scary part. High fiving each <laughs> yeah. other, fucking cock slapping each other. <laughs> yeah, we call it like a low one where you touch, touch, touch heads. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess we didn't need to watch it pantless, but it definitely <laughs> yeah, added listen, to the. Atmosphere. It was more scary yeah. that way. I thought Kyle actually suggests like, you ever notice how like movies are more scary without your pants on? I'm like, no, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> And was it right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then we followed that up with, uh, which I fell asleep. I watched 
most of this the next day, but I'm mm. going to talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Funhouse Massacre from 2015. Again, a perfect uh, double feature because this one is yeah. about... So I guess there's a secret prison where these, like, the worst of the worst serial killers are, are trapped. Robert England's there. He's the yeah, prison Yeah, they guard. don't even get, like, a court setting. They're like, all right, once you do this crime, you're just sent here yeah. and forgot about. And uh, these guys escape, and they go... I guess someone's running a funhouse at each room, and the funhouse is based on one of these serial killers. Mm-hmm. So they actually escape kill the guys that are supposed to be them and the real serial killers are in this fun house and killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert England's in there for a blinker you miss yeah. and roll. Clint, Clint Howard. Howard's in there. I thought he was kind of wasted though. Yeah, they didn't really do much um, with him. This one though, I, it was okay, but I found it was missing. Like it wasn't yeah. as interesting. The characters weren't as interesting or likable. They were very... Very one note. Yeah. Like there's nothing... One dimensional. Yeah. Um, very Bazanko. Yeah, that's what they call me. <laughs> one dimensional. One D Bazanko. <laughs> It does take place on because Halloween. I like one direction and then one dimensional, <laughs> and you have nice. one dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys have two. <laughs> it's the new world order, man. Yeah. I should have paid attention in health class. Mutations. <laughs> yeah. You didn't notice when we were touching. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, was yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was weird. You thought Jimmy was just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had fun with it. But it, it definitely felt like it wasn't as fun as the last film, mm-hmm. and it felt like you could have did so much more with this concept. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does take place on Halloween, which gets it maybe an extra star, I guess. Um, none of the kills or anything that special. They had a dentist, which I thought was kind of cool. And I guess they There's had like, a cannibal guy, giant clown. Like, yeah. uh, again, it didn't have any of the um, style as the uh, blood fast. Yeah. And it was a bit more. This one was probably even more low budget. Yeah. Um, the, the two the characters, characters are kind of funny that are always kind, fucking each other. I think they like, were kind of. Oh, they're very cliche, but yeah. some of their dialogue was kind of funny. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't and again another shoehorn romance thing. You yeah, know, that didn't really need it. And, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Yeah. I'm going to give it five and a half. I was going to give it six. Okay. Now I wish uh, that Hellfest is in theaters would have been. Yeah, if that'd you're going to do a triple good. feature because that's kind of the same thing. And that one, I think they go to like, a big haunting that is actually and someone's really killing people. Yeah, a huge amusement kind of haunting. Uh, home I haunting. haven't seen that yet. Actually, it's gone out of theaters already. So I'm I, heard, I heard mixed things. I heard it's like unfortunately PG. Like it's one of those uh, things that really could have used a nice better kills. R. But I heard it's it's fun. Probably mm. the probably the same rating that yeah. these, probably in the middle of these two maybe. But um, uh, Adam, what did you watch on the 11th? So the, I, I I watched one more episode this time. Walking Dead uh, episode three of season eight. Uh, a little bit better of an episode. More is kind of it's moving forward. It's still The Walking Dead. I don't need to get into it. I'm going to give it seven pumpkins. Cool. Cool. Uh, did you watch anything, Matt? No, that's it. Are we on the 12th again? On the 12th. Yeah. Okay, we're getting near the end here. All right. Well, I started off the 12th again with uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode. Nice. This is uh, uh, season three uh, of their Halloween heist Um continuing series uh this is again a lot of fun i don't really need to go into it the same premise where they're setting up a heist to steal a crown this time Mm -hmm. there's a a nice little twist in the end i think this might be my least favorite out of all five i I haven't watched the fifth one yet but i remember it being pretty great um i'm gonna give it 7.5 awesome you know what i used to talk about home improvement roseanne on the show this is what it feels like for me i know (laughs) <laughs> so you're excited about it? Except like this is you a are good show. Excited about? <laughs> hey, wait, Roseanne was all right. Oh, the Roseanne Halloweens are still the top. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll have, have to watch Halloween. Yet? No, I just always hated Roseanne. <laughs> really? Man, get on it. Yeah, the show. You gotta get on that shit. Crazy, crazy. It was always a show. It was like, oh, Simpsons at are on at five. John and Ro- Roseanne's on at five thirty. Nah, I'm gonna go play, go play sports in the yeah, basement. Basketball. At least as a John Goodman fan, though, you should. You'll get at least a kick out of Laurie Metcalf, like. Mm-hmm. 
What's her darling? I forget who her actually is. Yeah. If you can get past it, Roseanne Gilbert, Barr. Sarah Gilbert. Yeah, there's a great... Yeah, it wasn't just Roseanne. I just never liked the show. And I, yeah. I do love John Goodman, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. You just hate Kyle's recommendations. It's, <laughs> that's, well, I haven't watched. He's too busy watching Martin to uh, watch Roseanne. Yeah. Again, great episode. <laughs> See again, I appreciate shows that just like focus on Halloween. Like all, a lot of these shows you guys are mentioning, they're 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 probably good, but they're not. I don't know. Like, I want the plot to be Halloween related, not like this is happening and they're but they're in costumes. Like I want the plot to be about Halloween and no. pranks and. Fair enough. Why are pranks Halloween? Because of Roseanne. Watch Roseanne, yeah, <laughs> and you'll you. find out. So I'm trying to scare the yeah. shit out of each other. Again, at least because it's them trying to scare yeah, each other, right? It's not a true. prank where like, hey, you uh, fell on uh, over a tripwire. Ha-ha. Yeah. All the pranks are horror yeah. related. Yeah, it's true. And then, which became then Home Improvement, same thing. That was about trying to scare the shit out of each other. <laughs> Anyways. So I watched uh, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, that's Dude, a fun one. I had a great time with this. And what's cool about this movie is like these, these trucks come to life and they're trying to take over this diner. So they're just circling. Then they have like knives that are coming to life. And what's oh, cool everything. About this the, movie, the pot machine shooting cans. <laughs> it does like that one weird thing. It starts off with this lift bridge just opening up and everyone falling in the water and trucks crashing around. And uh, there's a little league game and they end up just fucking killing kids. Like, yeah. which I thought is such a cool. I like it when movies kill kids because it just. It, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but it's just like that one thing you never. No, I agree. See. It's, it is like when you when yeah. they have it happen in a film, you like you know there's nothing like this. Nothing anything is uh, off limits. Yeah, right? nothing is off limits. In I this thought film. it was kind of fun. and usually pets as well. Usually if they're going to yeah. kill pets, they're willing to kill. And this one did both, right? Like the kids driving. There's like a dead dog mm-hmm. on the side of the road, which I thought was kind of. It's it's a yeah. This is a great like it's yeah. a really fun film. I don't know if I can see it's a good film, but it's a really I great a, film I had a in, in that regard. Emilio Estevez. I love young Emilio. Like a lot of cool practice effects and mm-hmm. Stephen King this is the film he directed totally coked out oh yeah you can definitely tell yeah. there is a lot of energy in this movie if you will <laughs> and ACDC is constantly playing in the background oh, of amazing. this movie yeah. so if that shows you the, whole soundtrack, the yeah. excitement of this movie you're just have you like, seen the trailer for this the teaser trailer? oh he's like I'm going to scare this well he's just like you. no one has done my films yeah. to my standards pretty much I'm going to deliver the film that lives up to the, the book yeah <laughs> and then it turned out to be this film well again I had a blast oh it's a yeah it's a, a fun blast it's fun, it. but... it's definitely you're drinking beers and like yeah you fucking get them trucks yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I I'm gonna give it seven point five pumpkins I would suggest like, if you're gonna watch us get some buddies over it's a pizza get some and beers beer yeah. high five listen to ACDC and rock the fuck out <laughs> okay going off of um, Cropsy the the same filmmakers again they, I thought what they put together was was good I'm just not mm-hmm. a fan of really investigative murder I, I like the I wanted to see more of the urban legend aspect and mm-hmm. that's what this film thankfully totally delivers on uh this film they take four urban legends yeah. and they go on to like what kind of what it was where based it on the, yeah where did it come from uh so the first story is uh the hook man yeah where the, the babysitter's making on the car yeah and the guy with the hook um on the car handle yeah they they the girl wants to go home right away and then like as they pull off there's a ha- there's handle. a hook which I don't really know how this relates to yeah the... I thought this was the weakest one of the uh, four. well I, I thought I think this this um, story is really fascinating mm-hmm. this is uh, the Texacana Moonlight Murders mm-hmm. what the, which the film The Town yeah. the Dreaded Sundown is based upon they mm-hmm. go into that whole story so it's fascinating having a documentary on that because yeah. I don't think that was on the Scream Factory Blu-ray that I remember so it'd be cool to kind of pick this up to have that as a side piece yeah um it's also, I guess, it relates to in that in that story. He walked up to a car and shot some people. Mm-hmm. I guess Zodiac Killer would have also fit Same. into there. 
Again, my problem with this guy, it's like he takes, he finds urban legends and then like, like even later on, they're talking about the babysitter and the man upstairs. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, there wasn't really any stories based on this, but we did find where two babysitters were murdered. And it's like, then why the fuck are you covering this? Yeah. Like find another urban legend that did have something. Yeah. So I, I think that- Well, the babysitter from the guy upstairs is such a- classic urban legend but right? exactly like, but it's like they took it seems like all yeah. these stories they kind of like couldn't find anything that actually they were based on so mm-hmm. they found like something that is kind of related yeah I, I thought he's kind of re- very thin connections there yeah. I thought but if you can look past that you know again I think it's fascinating it seeing them go into the documentary thing, yeah. of that the Texacana and again you can tell they're horror fans because they constantly show scenes and, and references to films and even they'll go to some obscure stuff in there um, They go then the next one they cover is the Candyman um, this is based on the urban legend of poison candy on yeah. Halloween I thought that was really fascinating because mm-hmm. I, I read up on this but it's still fascinating whether any of this actually happened with yeah. the blades and the and it's a very tragic story of what it's actually insane, happened right? yeah. but I thought that was probably one of the more interesting ones mm-hmm. again the babies and the man upstairs Two babysitters were murdered. Yeah. I don't. I thought that was it's just like, like guys who were. I thought the connection them. was very thin, and that mm-hmm. one didn't need to be there. And then the killer clown again. I thought they were kind of stretching it with was that. Gacy, right? Well, they they talk about phantom clowns, where possibly some clowns were driving around trying to get kids in the truck, but yeah. they don't really have any real actual Evidence. stories. It's like ah, we think this happened, but then yeah, they go into John Gacy again. I, I think this whole. I think you could have found better urban legends yeah. where they were actually based on real stories because other than like Bloody Mary, other than the Candyman. None of these are really connected at all. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, the, the yeah. I guess I mean there was no one with a hook, but there was someone that killed teenagers in a car one yeah. time. It's like, how are you relating to that? But I, again, I, I thought these were all fascinating, and I like that you're not it, spending. It draws you in too, right? Yeah, each one's getting you know mm-hmm. twenty minutes, half an hour, so you're getting pretty much that the interesting story mm-hmm. of that. It's never slow either, which I thought is no. Cool. And then like again, my problem yeah. with crops is I found like they stretch this out to an hour yeah. and interviewed people that had nothing interesting mm-hmm. to say. This sticks to just like the facts. Here's twenty minutes of what actually happened and then they interview people that have a little they more go to, to say the house that gave out the candy yeah yeah I, like I found so I found it did a better mm. um, did you like it more or less than Cropsy oh, I, I enjoyed it a little bit more yeah. just because again I'm not a fan of murder mysteries yeah. so if you're into like memory, what's that memories of murder or whatever maybe you'll fucking yeah. love Cropsy you'll making give it a, a 9 out of 10 making a murder mm-hmm. it's not my thing I don't really want to hear true horror but I thought this did a good it, at least it was kind of like urban legendy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Okay. This is one I would probably pick up on DVD. I, I could see this one having more rewatchability because, mm-hmm. again, it, it has more of that horror. You can tell the guy's really a horror fan more in this film with all like the scenes from films and how yeah. they relate. And, and again, yeah, as, as someone that was disappointed that the town, the dreaded sundown, didn't have a cool Doc. bonus feature on the real story, you kind of would get that in this one. And, again, I think that Halloween story is really... As tragic it is, it's it's really fascinating about whether yeah. people were actually poisoning candy and stuff. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, I watched The Babysitter. Oh, what'd you think? That's McGee or McGee. Oh, yeah. I watched that last year. Yeah, me too. Right? So I remember you guys watching it last mm-hmm. year. And for whatever reason, just like the the way it was promoted or set up, McGee doesn't usually bring no, me to the table. No. Like, yeah. But I had a lot of fun with yeah. this movie. It's an interesting movie, right? I thought it was like the style is pretty great. The kid is is someone you can root for. Root for. The babysitter is kind of well, the of relationship fun. between the kid yeah. and the babysitter is really it's fantastic. Really good, you know. And all of the the, the secondary characters. characters are are awesome. Yeah. And it's pretty funny. Um, it loses a little bit of its luster in the second, like yeah. the very very end of it. I mm-hmm. feel just kind of 
becomes a little bit more predictable. It's hard to keep up that kind of. Uh, it, yeah, but I was shocked at how much I enjoyed yeah. this. Movie. Yeah, it, I, I had actually. no right to be good. Like it looks so silly. Yeah, if it's I didn't stupid. hear people yeah. that were enjoying it, I would have never watched it either. But yeah, I, I thought it was a really witty script. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it seven pumpkins, but I may. It might jump up, eh? It might jump up. It's something I'll probably watch again. Yeah. I think it made my top 10 for horror of that year. Yeah, it did, actually. I think that's why I put it on my list after we did the best of the year in February or whatever. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. It it was a good watch. Cool. Uh, Manny? I watched uh, Tales from the uh, Crypt uh, episode called Four-Sided Triangle. And it had like a young Patricia Arquette kind of walking around a little oh, skinny clad. Is that the scarecrow? You got it, yeah. man. It is such a fun story where um, this couple, I guess, kidnaps her. She's like a runaway junkie. And she's a bit like a she's a bit of a hooplehead, I guess, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Yeah, a great Deadwood reference there. And um, the one guy is definitely trying to. Uh, Get some. He's kind of always creeping up on her and getting a bit rapey. So uh, as she gets a clock in the head, she falls in love with this scarecrow, and she thinks that uh, my man's going to come take me away. That's my man. And there's a great payoff at the mm-hmm. end, which I thought was fun. Yeah, it's a decent one. Yeah, yeah. And I really like young Patricia Arquette. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like, like wow. She's... We're talking like not like young, like twelve year old Patricia. No, 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 no. <laughs> she is definitely like uh, of age. No, no, I'm joking. Yeah. Was she like a child actor as well? I don't know. Yeah, all right. just the way you said. I really like young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am like the weird like farmer that's gonna get all like creeping up. But no, on I agree. Her, she so. was great in there. She was attractive, but she was also like she did a lot of genre yeah. stuff. She was a nightmare three, and, and she's and... a good actor. Like, yeah, I, I was yeah. surprised with her. So yeah, I'm going to give it. I'm with seven and a half pumpkins. Ooh, yeah. I'm having a blast with these tales from the crypt episodes. Having a blast, man. Okay, I finished the night off with Mum and Dad from 2017. Oh, shit. But oh, I think it's Nick kind Cage. of a 2018 yeah. film I think most people can watch in 2017. Have you guys seen this film? No. I have yet to see it. Nick Cage is having a bit of a renaissance, I isn't love he? insane Nick Cage. Because he's got Mandy coming. Well, Mandy just came out, yeah. which I've been hearing from everyone. Did you go it's see fantastic. it that last Friday or no? no? I guess not, eh? I couldn't. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to go and then. Uh, I was at work to like 9, 9.30. The so. cap being sick yeah. is kind of. Mum and Dad is one of the more batshit crazy films they've seen a long fucking time. Oh, that's awesome. Everyone is like acting 11 out of 10. Nick Cage is like a 25 out of 10. Like he is I fucking love, like. I love insane This Nick is past like insane. Like yeah. <laughs> there's a I, scene I'm where like. fucking bees over here. <laughs> there's a scene where he's like building this. You see him like it's this montage. He's building this pool hall. He's creating a man cave in his basement. His wife comes down. This is before all the insanity breaks out. Um, it's like a flashback and she's like. Well, how how can we afford this? We got Christmas coming up. Like, what about that? And he just starts like, fine. Then he gets a hammer, starts fucking smashing the shit out of the pool thing while he's singing "Hokey." You do the hokey pokey and you fuck stuff up or something. you fuck shit up. Like it's it's crazy. He's smashing this pool. Like like he's insane before because the whole premise of the film is just something happens and they never really explain. Like the TV will just go on. You see the yeah. stack and then. The, it's the, the crazy. The adults but. go crazy, but they just only want to kill their kid. Yeah, something inside them makes them want to kill their children. So even before any of this is happening, like Nick Cage is insane the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone, it's just weird, and there's no really Lego characters. Everyone's kind of despicable, and like 
So it starts out like the, the the kids are writing a test and all at the door or all the parents waiting and the teacher's like like what's going on like why are the parents so yeah. eager to pick up their kids today and when they start getting out of high school all the parents there's like hundreds of parents almost like a zombie invasion and they're all like raging at the fence and everything to kill their kids the one kid like jumps over the fence to get to his mom because no one's letting him yeah. and the mom just gets someone kills him right away oh that's insane stabs a pencil in his eye and it's all just them insanity as they're killing it gets fucked up there's a scene where a mother is at a hospital and she yeah. just gives birth to her newborn baby and you can guess what's going to happen there um, so this is like uh, movies that kill kids I'm going to like this movie <laughs> well it, yeah, the whole thing is about parents killing kids it's fucked up man it opens up sorry the very opening of the film is this woman she's got her kid in the back and her baby in a car seat she drives onto a railroad gets out of the car walks off and the, the train smashes uh-huh. the car it's fucked up it's insane um, yeah you got Cage brandishing he calls it a, it's called a sawzall yeah. it's like the saw and he's like it's a sawzall means it's sawzall. And he's like <laughs> going through doors and trying to kill people. Um, the one kid, um, he's got a daughter and her boyfriend's there. And uh, he's talking about, uh, I know what you're trying to do. I know what kids do these days. And he starts going on about like mouth to diddle, diddle to ass, ass to ass, <laughs> ain't no beads. Like it's, ass to ass. <laughs> it is fucked up. Then another scene where the mom's trying to like, quietly talk to him just open the door you know I'm, I'm i'm fine now just let me in and then like she can't and then all of a sudden out of nowhere cage just comes smashes in let them the fucking i'm gonna kill you you bastard then he sits down and starts like crying like this crazy crying it's like this is like fucked up man this, this is, is nate nick cage oh, completely amazing. off but even again even when they're doing these flashbacks when he's supposed to be normal he's still, he's still insane and he's giving these crazy nonsense speeches that are insanity and like yeah, I, I don't know how to rate a film like this. Like, it's not necessarily a good movie, but it's worth the check. But out. you got to check. It's a film like, yeah, you have to watch. It's one of those films you tell your someone you got to watch this film. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Um, I'm sure it will make my best of the year list just oh, yeah. because, like, you have to watch it. I think it's like, yeah, you have to watch <laughs> it. <laughs> awesome. I also watched another Brooklyn Nine Nine. This is the, the Halloween Heist oh. Four or Halloween Four. Um, Another awesome episode. Yeah. I don't need to really get into the plot again and what's going on. It's the same uh, as, heist as the, idea. Heist idea as the other three. I'm going to give this one an eight. Eight. Cool. Awesome. Have you guys seen Married with Children recently? No. That I've been going show through it. Is actually, I I really enjoyed the Halloween episode. So I'm curious if the show kind of holds it's up. It's not that Halloweeny though, is it? Yeah. Well, I, I guess he dies and death comes and uh, oh. has to show him like uh, they're hanging out and he goes to hell and uh, and I guess their family is dressed up as a village people for some reason. No. <laughs> I guess and they're all doing the uh, YMCA repeatedly. But there are some jokes in there. I'm like, oh, they cannot say that these days. Yeah. Like. I kind of liked it. Like it was kind of fun to see like uh, a bit of crude humor on a sitcom yeah, again. Yeah, I've been going through it, yeah. and I find it's a show you can't watch a lot in a row because it's literally the same thing over yeah. and over. Again. But I agree. Like I was surprised. Like Al, some of his shit is so hilarious. Like mm-hmm. they're all like you hate all these. Kids. They're all despicable <laughs> yeah. people. Other than I guess Al, you kind of he's kind of good mm-hmm. sometimes. Like he's trying to support his family, and they yeah. just keep on taking and taking from him. But but not that he's really a nice guy either. But yeah, I remember being surprised how good some of the the dialogue in it's there crazy. was. There was one joke in it. I I, I didn't write it down, but uh, uh, death is saying like, "Listen, everyone wants like to somehow deal with death and like make a bargain." Even like Abraham Lincoln said, "Fine, well, let we won't let them be free before he died." I'm like, "Wow, you can't say that." <laughs> so that actually happened in the sitcom. So I'm going to give it a six point five out of ten pumpkins. Okay, cool. Yeah, again, I'm going to try to get through a lot of these mm. ones on the Mill Creek DVD. 
Uh, okay, that's it for the 12th. Let's go to the final day we're talking about. October 13th, unfortunately not a Friday, but... Uh, Saturday? So on October 13th yeah. is something special. It's yeah. a Saturday. Uh, okay, I started the day off with... Um, we, we gathered in our living room. We're going to try to start an October tradition of watching a family movie every uh, Saturday. Oh, nice. Um, this one, Scooby-Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery from 2015. <laughs> awesome. You guys probably wouldn't watch these, I guess, if you don't have kids. Anything that has Kiss in it in its cartoon, I'll probably this watch. This is a movie? Yeah, like an animated film. Um, I've, I've, I don't know. I, I like, I've always liked Scooby Doo, and as an adult, even though I don't have kids, I'd probably watch these eventually. Yeah. I have fun with all these movies. Some of them are, are better than others. I remember I really enjoyed Camp Dead. I think it was called. Some of the other ones are just mediocre, but this one was back to being a lot of fun. You pretty much it's a, it just felt like a fun throwback. Mm-hmm. There's like psychedelic, like trippy fucking scenes where they're like fighting this witch in this on a spaceship, and it's this insane like action. Oh, that's awesome. And kiss are like superheroes, and but they explain why this is happening like they can get away with it um yeah like it was fun like you're getting like kiss trying to help them solve the mystery of this witch that they have a, a kiss amusement park throwback i guess to the kiss and the what's the kiss and the phantom or something yeah that, yeah. that live action movie phantom they did the or... phantom of the amusement park um anyways they, they have a, an amusement park and there's this witch trying to shut it down and they're working together but again, there's scenes where they have, they have superpowers. They're having fun, making fun of themselves. Every second, they're constantly throwing out an item that Kiss is branded, trying to sell. Whether it's a Kiss toilet, oh, it, whether it's oh, you need a flashlight. Here's the Kiss branded toilet, and then they have like the the infomercial pop up with the sale price oh, and everything. That's amazing. Um, so I thought they did a good job of having fun, making fun of themselves. And throughout, you, I'm I've never really been a Kiss fan. I enjoy the the whole idea behind them more than their music. Like, I mm. love the idea. Kiss sucks. I, I like him in a comic book. I don't like him in the band. I'm never listening to a Kiss album. Well, I, I don't know. See, I don't know. Yeah. I had, like, the yeah. songs they play here when it's playing with action scenes, I thought yeah. it kind of was fun. Like, they do fun silly party music like I, I don't know I, I, again I'm not going to run out and buy their CD but mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed the persona like whether it's their you know their superheroes in comics whether it's them solving mystery in an yeah. amusement park <laughs> whether it's their Todd McFarlane action figures and mm-hmm. I don't know I like that you play their their the hidden message devil messages yeah. in their CDs like I love the whole idea behind them more than the music themselves but yeah I, I had a lot of fun with this so I'm going to give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten yeah, that makes sense. Uh, again I think even if you're not watching with your kid you could uh, probably dig this the, the humor is very like Adult friendly? Yeah, there's a lot of like hidden references in their jokes in there that I'm sure kids wouldn't get, but if you're a Kiss fan or whatever, you might get them. But uh, yeah, I had fun with it. Cool. I fucking hate Kiss. Did, uh, yeah. I hate Gene Simmons. Hate Gene Simmons. Anything I can do to avoid fucking Gene Simmons <laughs> yeah. is a plus. Because I think Paul Stanley is just a weirdo. Yeah, Paul Stanley. And I, like, well, I Paul lo- Stanley, is he the lead singer? Is he the yeah. star? Yeah. yeah the, the, the whole episode, the whole movie star, he's hitting on uh, Daphne. Oh, yeah? Because yeah. so, she's their biggest and fan. And I, I love hearing about like Ace Freely fucked up yeah. stories and Peter Chris is such a terrible musician that the stories about him like fucking up in the studio are great. But their music is fucking oh, horrible. Yeah, I want to rock and roll yeah. all night. Yeah. yeah. I'm here every day. <laughs> Kyle could be in Kiss right now. You know that, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think they do fun, like, party. Like, I could see in the 70s putting no, them on yeah, and rocking yeah. out, Again, being drunk at a kegger. The reason that we're still talking about them is because the uh, insane, like, dressing up as demons. It's just a, and, it's a marketing yeah. persona, yeah. But that's, I mean, they're, they're great. Marketers and yeah. now I mean I've heard didn't he try to copyright Gene Simmons yeah. tried to copyright the devil yeah <laughs> fuck Gene Signo- sign fuck give Gene Simmons <laughs> I agree with you on that one man but you don't enjoy like the whole uh, they put out a comic in the eighties and the whole gimmick was they, that they blood. yeah they each um, got a drop of their blood mixed in with the ink yeah, and they created the comic like I love all that kind of mm-hmm. shit. 
fuck that band. Um, so I watched a classic that I know I've seen this, but I didn't remember when the last time I had seen this. And really, it was all kind of hazy. I remembered elements. Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street. Oh, awesome. Okay, awesome, awesome. You haven't seen that in a while, eh? Uh, maybe since I was an early teen. I think um, the sequels kind of ruined like uh, the franchise for it. The original movie is actually... Oh, that's good, yeah. It's really... Spooky, it's right? quite good, it's yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's got a good atmosphere. It's mm-hmm. kind of... Nightmarish, really. The whole thing, the way it's set up, the acting is is like over the top, but like naive in a way mm. that really works. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, it feels like these are real people. Like they've thrown them in there, and they're they're kind of acting Sleep natural, deprived. even though they're not necessarily good actors. Mm-hmm. It's um, almost like yeah, a good point of view of these kids. Like it's almost like these kids are telling this the story. Yeah, sense. totally. Um, so the score is great in it, and another like it's not as memorable as something like Halloween, but it it, it definitely sets mm-hmm. a, a a great tone. Um, I don't know Wes Craven. I, I'm not sure is a great director to be honest. Like I think he's a great writer. Like like yeah, the whole idea of what a the idea is, is such a fantastic. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Kids yeah. in their dreams, and you can't like within no getting away. ten minutes or fifteen minutes. I was like, the concept of this is still fucking good. crazy good. Um, I love the parents in them. Yeah. All their parents are so over the top. Yeah, they're saying it too. It's almost parody. like this other world. Yeah, yeah totally. Like they're existing in. Like the opening scene, which has the one guy. I'm going to start referencing uh, going to bed is come back to the sack is, <laughs> and uh, he's just such a sleazeball. But they, they, there's a lot of personality. A lot of the kills are cool. I guess when he gets dragged up to the top of the roof, that one. Yeah, that's such a. Cool yeah, shot the, the, too, the, man. The, yeah, the nightmares are really terrifying. Some of the practical effects are a bit like where you're stretching his arms don't hold up as well. I, now, I enjoyed that though. Like, I, I, yeah, it's yeah. still good. Yeah, it's still it's 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 still good. I'm gonna give it eight pumpkins out of yeah, out of, yeah, out of ten. I don't know if it it if it gets to the classic echelon for me. Uh, mm. It's just below that. Like the idea is yeah. classic, but I don't know. It's not Halloween. It, it's yeah. it's not of the same. Quality yeah. as like a John Carpenter movie, yeah. he's just not as good of a director. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I think. Uh, yeah, like I, I really enjoyed it. It's probably top hundred of all time for me, but it's not top ten. Like I, yeah. I don't enjoy it as much as others do. Like, like you said, I would put Halloween, and I even enjoy Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, I would myself. like yeah. Friday the Thirteenth would be higher for me too. Mm-hmm. Which I should also probably watch again because it's been a, a while. A, a, I, that, not that's as because the characters but, are so good. Like mm-hmm. you want to hang out with these people. So I watched the the seventy show, uh, the Halloween episode, which I thought was kind of funny. We were talking about it last week. Yeah. So I'm going to give it six point five pumpkins. Okay. Uh, I watched. Um, this is weird. It's a, it's on a Blu-ray, but I found out it's not a movie after the fact. It was actually a web series, and we'll, we'll, just... we'll count it for you, buddy. Well, it, either way, if you count it as episodes, it adds up to an hour and twenty. Either way, yeah. so I would get the point. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying more that if you're trying to find it, I guess it was a web series from 2015 to 2017. They just had various indie directors, and they would create a horror yeah. kind of short. And this one just combines them all. But called the Witching Season. Um, again, I guess this would be season one, even though the mo- it's kind of a movie. Yeah. Um, the first story, Killer on the Loose, is a twist on a woman being. Being stalked uh, by a slasher killer. I don't want to say more than that. The second story, Princess, is a killer bunny doll. Nothing spectacular. Third story, and again, a lot of these, like the Halloween, you know, it's like they got Halloween decorations mm-hmm. outside, but it, then when it goes in, it never really touches upon Halloween. So some of them do it better than others. The third story, Not Alone, is an alien abduction story. Um, it was okay, but again, the, the endings of these are kind of all predictable. There's nothing like, oh, that was a cool, didn't expect yeah. that. 
Um, the four story was pretty good though, called They Live Inside Us. It was probably the longest, I think, too. I think that one was like a half an hour or something. It was probably my favorite where this guy goes to an old um, abandoned uh, house where apparently someone was murdered, I guess a supposedly haunted house, and he's using it as inspiration. He's a horror writer, and he's going to use that as inspiration to try to write this horror script, movie script. And so it's kind of cool. Like it starts out like he opens up his book and someone has wrote They Live Inside Us. And it's like, what the fuck's this? He crumples it, whatever, which is what the story is called. But anyways, he has this. Um, notepad and he's got all these like horror movie characters so he's got like scarecrow slasher killer so it, he starts typing the script and as he's typing the script it, it cuts to them showing like uh, he picks oh, a slasher killer okay so it's a woman getting chased by a slasher killer and then you know whatever happens and he's like ah that sucks he crumples that yeah. up then he goes again he goes to the list ah oh, scarecrow and then it cuts to then you get to see this woman now being chased by scarecrow so i thought that was kind of yeah. cool and then there's a, an ending that was kind of interesting there i thought that one was better than others um and the one thing i will say about all these stories are like I'm, it's an indie production but like some of these other indie uh, movies you watch like the production values like again cameras and they can do stuff cheap these days yeah. all these looked like they could have been like a movie i've seen oh really movie. they're all very well shot very atmospheric um the, the acting is even not too bad in them and then the final story was is that you this is uh, on Halloween. Um, a girl is uh, stuck up in her room. She's Halloween-y. got a she's got a broken leg. Um, she's waiting for a friend to come over. And um, anyways, her mom's there. Her mom's like this cool mom. Tries to scare her. She hears her mom open the door. And I guess her mom has a good. She tends to tell off like teens if they're like there without costumes. Mm-hmm. But anyways, this time she opens the door and she hears a thud. And then she's yelling. And no one, her mom's not answering. She looks at the door and there's this weird like something watching her from outside. And she's yelling. At her mom like, Hey, did you piss off? some more trick-or-treaters yeah. again and then this thing obviously comes and haunts her inside but again i thought very cool like mm-hmm. atmosphere to that one but yeah i'm gonna give the whole thing six and a half pumpkins out of ten okay. some worked better than others some did the halloween better than others but um overall, yeah, it, was overall it, it was decent it was worth a watch but uh, nothing too uh, crazy there cool uh my last watch of the week i, I came back yeah, I you, came you, back. You made a you made an effort. If I had man. those two effort. days, I think I might have beat you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been watching a lot of episodes. I think I've been keeping up with you about movies. I've been tuning two or three movies a day this week. So I watched Tales from the Dark Side, the the pilot oh, episode, Trick or Treat, awesome, directed by George Romero. Yeah, it was actually directed by Bob Balaban. It says mm. it's directed by George Romero, but when you look at the credits, Bob Balaban. Huh. Who, who do you know who that is? Is that just another pseudonym for? No, the, Bob Balaban is the actor who is famous for being in Seinfeld as the executive at NBC. He's in oh. most of the Wes Anderson films. Um, oh, crazy. So I don't, I didn't get that, but that's what it says. Mm. Did he write it or something? No, because I thought it's been known like for a longest time that he did that. Because I think he even on the DVD he does a commentary for that episode. I know. Weird, but it says I next episode. Like yeah, out. we should look up. Was the he history in it? Was, he wasn't find. acting in it, was he? No, it's he's not acting in it. Oh. It says directed by. Yeah, that's crazy. Interesting. Bob Balaban. Uh, lots gotta, of fun. We got to make a documentary about this. We can bust yeah. this mystery right open. You're gonna look it up right now. Aren't yeah, you? He's, he's trying no, to go, like. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm gonna try to see. Um, so I've never seen these episodes. This is a ton of fun, isn't it? It's basically kind of a a play on maybe Scrooge, mm-hmm. a guy that's. Meisner, like he's an yeah. old Meisner. He's, he's collecting all his money. He's 
kind of holding the whole town hostage, right? He's like Potter from It's a Wonderful yeah. Life in a way, but he's obsessed with Halloween. He loves Halloween. Uh, this is the most Halloween of all the episodes I've watched so yeah. far. It's fantastic. There's pumpkins everywhere. There's mm-hmm. witches and he's goblins and s- skeletons. Scaring people. Scaring people all over the place. Yeah. And um, the setup is that basically if any of the kids can come into his home on Halloween and find these IOUs, the debt of his family will be yeah. paid off. And, and he's such an evil old yeah. man. Such an evil old man. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. The mm-hmm. the payoff at the end is you know what's kind of yeah. coming, yeah. but it's done so well that you don't mind. That you don't mind at all. I'm it's gonna such give, a cool story too. Yeah. yeah, I just love the idea of it all. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic Let's idea. Do a house and it's filmed well. I'm gonna give it seven point five pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, awesome. Out of ten, I got the answer here. By the way, so we have been mistaken. It was written by George Romero, um, but it was directed by, like you said, that guy. George Romero wrote it. Short documentary. He wrote it with uh, Franco Amiri, Amiri, so him and another guy. Cool. I'm right. You're wrong. Everybody doesn't know <laughs> shit. Um. So what do you have left? I watched that uh, Roseanne Boo. I guess it's the first uh, Roseanne Halloween episode. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. I've always oh, it's praised this. TV it made my show. list of oh, yeah shows re- to watch recommendations last yeah. year and made yours this year. It's so. awesome. What are you gonna give it? Yeah, I'm gonna give it eight pumpkins out of ten. Oh, that's it. Eh? Just eight. Yeah. I was thinking about eight point like five. That's like a nine for me. Yeah. See, to me, that was like you guys talk about these Halloween episodes, yeah. and it's like, yeah, they have cautions, but they're not like that. To this me, is Halloween. That is Halloween from the like beginning, and it's all about them getting their cautions, trying to scare each other. Putting they the do a haunted house. house. All the cautions are fantastic. It's not like. You know, you can tell, again, we talked about this many times, but she saved up money and made you sure that every episode, the tell. Halloween episode, had tons of money for their cool yeah. costumes and, and the decorations and everything. But that, to me, is, yeah, a perfect example of Halloween. Anyways, I finished off the night with the uh, Dracula from 1931. Oh, awesome. I said from the beginning that I wanted to go through these Universal Monster films, but I'm just getting through the first one now. But the good thing is, I, know I still got half a month. I probably won't yeah. get through them all, but I'll get through a chunk. Because you're a chump. Yeah, I, well, I, just, I don't want it to be like last year. Like where a chump. Hey, like a, like chump. a chump. Hey, I don't want it to be like last year where it's almost becoming work, and I'm not watching stuff I want to yeah. watch. So I'm just going to watch them when I can, and I'll, I'll just continue maybe till January watching these things. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people would consider this the worst of the the Universal monsters, but mm-hmm. I always have fun with this one. I don't. I don't know. I don't have the, the and a lot of people consider it stagey and, and not very well directed. I don't have that problem. Yeah. There's not really much of a score, but again, to me, that's kind of cool. Like, I think it adds like to it in, in this case. Um, Bella Lugosi, like, yeah. I'm, I was trying to think who is the best Dracula of all time. Christopher Lee? He may, it's, yeah, it's between him, Christopher Lee, and maybe Gary Oldman. And, I'm surprised you say Tom Cruise. But I think... I know, he wasn't uh, yeah. Dracula, was he? I, I, I might put Bela Lugosi above yeah. them all. Like, there's something about his performance, whether it's his hand, his mannerisms. Mm. Like, he's just fantastic in this. I think uh, the guy that played Renfield is really good I as well. I guess he is like the... Uh, when you think of a vampire, you think of Bela Lugosi, yeah. right? With the, whoa, hey, what to suck your blood. And, like, I read the the book um, last year, The Bram Stoker. Yes, mm-hmm. this... This mixes a lot of stuff. It's a very trimmed down, basic version of the story. I still have a problem. I think the ending is very like, it just feels rushed and anticlimactic and like, you know the way he. I don't know if I'm spoiling this, but he, you know, there's no like big battle yeah. at the end. It's like he go, he chases him, he finds him in the coffin, and he kills him, and you don't even see it. It's off screen, mm-hmm. which is disappointing. But I don't know. I I enjoy it. I like this story, and I think this mm-hmm. is it's. It's only about an hour and fifteen, so it doesn't really overstay its eh? welcome. Yeah, it is definitely condensed, but uh, I don't know. I I like this uh, this take of the movie. I and again the old the black and white. Mm-hmm. It looks fantastic on Blu-ray. You're getting like those blacks are black, and you're yes. not getting you know you got a shitty old transfer with some of the right. black and white films I think the Blu-ray adds a lot to these classic films so I'm going to give it seven and a half pumpkins out of ten cool what are your mm. do you guys have any thoughts that, on I have I, I don't think I've 
I don't know if I've seen it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You, should, you should get on there. Have you seen all the other Universe Monster films? Or? No, I've seen Bride of Frankenstein. I'm pretty... I've, like, as a kid, they were on TV, yeah. and I, but I don't really count them. I think you'd appreciate them. them now more, especially Frankenstein Bride are directed by James Whale, who went on to do like several other... Um, it's been something... He's a great director. It, I've got uh, a collector's edition of The Wolfman that mm. I... I would see, though, if you can get them. I'm sure your library has them on Blu-ray. If yeah. you don't have the Blu-rays, watch them on Blue, because I think it adds... I don't know. To me, like watching these old black and white films, and they look like they were shot pristine. I mean, th- this obviously is 1931, so it's not pristine, but it still looks pretty fucking great. Yeah. For and I mean, even those DVDs, I remember some of the the sound on some of them was shitty. Um, they they went back and really put an effort on these. So yeah, I, I think they're all great. Uh, the, all the ones I've seen so far, I'm excited to see the sequels. But. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll try to do that this month. It, it's uh, it's uh, we're running yeah. out of time. Yeah. So I think uh, this is our, the end of our. Volume two of Shocktober. Yeah. I think I might have had this week. You might have. Yeah. I think Adam had it with the episodes, and yeah. Maddie's just a chump, and he's yeah. slipping behind. Um, I don't think yeah. I am. I'm no, watching, no, no, no. Yeah. You're, you're being pretty steady. A lot steady. of movies. No, you're, you're winning this, and you have a huge lead. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, it's going to be close between me and Adam, I think. We'll mm. see. No, I'm I'm going to... Why don't you just call him sick for a couple days? I'm going to watch... Uh, yeah, yeah, call him sick for myself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> It'd be amazing. Uh, I don't think I can come. Like, I know you're faking. Like, okay, well... Uh. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, guys. it's been fun, guys. Uh, yeah, well, everyone, um, if you want to get a hold of us, if you think we're all chumps, if you think less Adam, more Maddie, <laughs> give us a, a shout at um, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at moviecitymaniac. Or just jump on the Facebook page. and uh, Yeah, just search Movie City Maniacs, yeah. you'll find it. We have uh, the page to like yeah. and the group page to join in the conversation. We'd love to hear what you guys are watching, your thoughts on any of our films. And, uh, yeah. Stay scared, everybody. Bye. <laughs> My son, the vampire, he will leave you pale. All he does is drink your blood, cause he don't like ginger ale. When they see him, people scream and they yell. And they scream and yell, cause they're scared as heck that he'll say, Is that a ghost in the background? (laughs) That's a disappointed ghost. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. We're doing a Shocktoberfest, and what I like most about this time of year is that I don't have a small dick. I have a fun-sized dick, which is kind of (laughs) nice. Oh, not this again. (laughs) Not this again. (laughs) Uh, um, Anything good, or...? (laughs) That's all I got. I was falling asleep last night laughing about that. Like, oh, that's actually a great joke. Too bad Dan's not here. <laughs> yeah, it's only funny like stuff like that at the end. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fun ripping on you guys. <laughs>